the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one good evening Let's pray. Father, we are grateful that we can gather in your name. We thank you for the spirit of truth which you've given to us. We appreciate the understanding and knowledge that flows from your spirit. And Father, we ask that you will teach our hands to one our fingers to fight today. Thank you. Amen. All right, so we continue our meeting on war against witchcraft today by going to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 13. And we saw yesterday in verse 6 that if your very own brother or your son or daughter or the wife you love, uh, translation said the wife you embrace, the one you love, drawn you, or your closest friend secretly entices you, saying, let us go and worship other gods. Do not yield to them or listen to them. Show them no pity. And he told you to stone them to death. In verse 10. You must certainly put them to death. Your hand must be the first in putting them to death. And then the hands of all the people. Stone them to death because they tried to turn you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So what's the object of witchcraft? It's to turn you away from the Lord your God who saved you from the world, from the land of Egypt and brought you out of slavery to sin. They are trying to take you back into slavery. This is what makes them so wrong and this is what makes their deed so evil. It is what makes it so bad. It is the sin of making you fall. It's really evil. God does not think it's a slight wrong. You know, because we are still struggling to learn the ways of God, things that are very severe, sometimes we act as though it's no biggie. But the God who knows the end from the beginning knows that witchcraft will cost you. And now, unfortunately, as we took some time to explain yesterday, most of us do not even know how witchcraft looks. 
You don't even know how witchcraft looks. So it could be staring you at the face. And yesterday I, I, I we took some more time and defined it again. The emphasis was on what? Yesterday's emphasis on witchcraft was on what? I hear sounds. Read and, and sexual immorality. Seduction. That's the sexual immorality. So the way witchcraft works is that it seduces you to commit adultery. And we saw what Jezebel did. How she committed adultery. She taught God's servant to commit adultery. I emphasize that you saw it is God's servant. It didn't say it taught the, it oppressed the village people. It didn't say it oppressed people that went to town from the village. All those towns were cities. All those names. The Atira in Revelation 2 is a city. She taught, and we saw that it was through her teaching. So the workings of this witch was to convert God's servants into the devil's servants. How? Unknowingly. And I reminded you, I think it was last night of the story, that vision we saw from 2018, I think it's online, is it? Oh, it's not yet online. It, on Gam Watch, you, you see, you hear it soon. Uh, if you haven't seen it. And she seduces. She motivates. She prompts. She uses manipulation. She convinces through words. Oh no, this is not bad. And I spoke about how this is so common in the body of Christ. There's so much witchcraft going on and people have no idea it's witchcraft. They embrace it and say, oh, a wonderful man of God. A wonderful, you don't know that this man of God has eaten at Jezebel's table. And we saw how Jezebel had a table where she was feeding 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Ashtoreth. They ate at her table. So she converts prophets of God into prophets of Baal and prophets of Ashtoreth. False gods. The god Mammon being at the very top. Baal was the god of, of fertility, of, of proof. Oh, it's a, it's a god they offer sacrifice so the rains would come and, and, and they would be, be, be harvest and all of that. They worship Baal. Master. And many will open their mouth and say, Oh, I, no, my God can never, and you and I think he's referring to this God, the Father of our Lord Jesus. And it is not. It is referring to the God of abundance, the God of provision. It's not the true God. Because the true God goes like, No, that's not what I do. No, no, that's not how I operate. The way I operate is that if you offend me, Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 13. If I close the sky so there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, 
Or if I send a plague among who? My people. If my people suffer any of these things, who did it? God said, I. Now there's a false doctrine that says when you see this, it is not God. There's a devil that God can never do any of this. I don't know. They say in the Old Testament, they used to speak in the accusative tense, have you? I don't know. I think it's a, a, raw, a very strong error to say God does not judge or to say any strange thing like that. I think they are exposing themselves to danger. I'm sorry. I left you. Sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, I'm transmitting like I'm reading the Bible. I've left you. When I do that, just read your own. <laughs> Sometimes I forget I went to bring something. I just start. <laughs> the thing is nice by itself. Okay. You've seen Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Did you see the rivers of sulfur today? You didn't? Okay. The book of Zechariah talks about people coming to the city and bringing a time coming when they will bring their sacrifices. And anyone that did not bring an offering, there would be no rain on their cities. Chapter 14 of Zechariah chapter. So this is Zechariah 14, but, um, you won't understand it if you don't read from the beginning. And I won't read from the beginning. I cannot. Let me just give you verse. Ah. One, two, four. Behold, a day of the Lord is coming when your plunder will be divided in your presence. For I will gather all the nations for battle against Jerusalem. And the city will be captured, the houses looted, and the women ravished. Half of the city will go into exile, but the rest of the people will not be removed from the city. 
Then the Lord will go out to fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split into two from east to west, forming a great valley with half the mountain moving to the north and half to the south. Okay? He says that, jump to verse 8. And on that day, 8 and 9, living water will flow out from Jerusalem, half of it toward the eastern sea. Where will it flow out from? Jerusalem. Half towards the eastern sea and the other half towards the western sea in summer and winter alike. Okay, so there will be, the weather will be balanced. That The fact that the river is flowing, not freezing, even in winter. On that day, the Lord will become king over all the earth. The Lord alone and his name alone. Does this sound like the future or has it happened already? This will happen. Okay, verse 16 to 19. Or even to 19, 20. Then all the survivors from the nations that came against Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate the feast of tabernacles. Do you see they are not celebrating Passover or Pentecost? Do you notice that? They are celebrating tabernacles. The Lord is dwelling with us. All the survivors from the nations that came against Jerusalem, that attacked Jerusalem too. Are you seeing they will be worshipping God? I seen the nations of the earth worshiping the Lord. All right. And should any of the families of the earth, families of what? It shall be with your mother, seven. And after that, all the any of any of the families of the earth. It didn't say the families of Israel. Did you notice? Who are the families of the earth? As surely as I live, the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Should any of the families of the earth not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, then the rain will not fall on them. Have you seen that? And if the people of Egypt will not go up and enter in, enter into where? Enter into where? I thought you have eaten. Huh? Then the rain will not fall on them. This will be the plague with which the Lord strikes the nations who do not go up to celebrate the feast of tabernacles. Like most words, there's a present day application. At this time, those who do not celebrate dwelling with the king, tabernacles, those who do not now, for, okay, let me say some things for maybe one or two people have not heard it before. I am not a Pentecostal. 
the same way I'm not a passive right. I don't only believe in Jesus forgiving my sins. I believe in his giving me his Holy Spirit. I also believe that this, the Lord should dwell with us all the days of our lives. Not visiting. I believe we shouldn't visit with the Lord. I believe he should live with us. I believe that he's amongst us. I don't believe he comes and goes. I believe he stays. His presence may be felt in greater or lesser uh, power, but I believe he is with us. I don't believe in, oh, when we come into the presence of God, dress well. You cannot come to church dressing like that. I don't believe that because I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm a tabernaclite. I believe God tabernacles with his people. So whether you're here or on the street or in your office or in your room, I believe God is tabernacle. He's there. So tabernacle means to dwell. I believe he's everywhere. I don't think of God in segments. Uh, don't let me talk to you. If you feel sleepy, hmm? stand up. Don't let me talk to you at all. I'll, I'll, if I call you Ajay, Omo Ajay, that's child of the witch, for those who don't know. If I call you Omo Ajay, don't cry. You, you just wake up. Everybody's eyes going to tell you, Karabakatakata. You, you, you know something. Do you? Don't sleep at all. When sleep disturbs you, fight it. You cannot be told this every time. Some of you, I see when you're putting sleep gear, you start. Then for the next one hour, you'll be dozing. What kind of thing? Within the first minute, you say, eh? Sleep. Do you dare? You should have gone to walk. Be a fighter, not a loser. The plague with which the Lord strikes the nations who don't celebrate tabernacle is what? That's how you didn't know where they went to. I hope you know this is on video. Everybody is seeing when you people are being dull. I hope you know. Just make sure you pan the camera once a while so they'll see who is present. Don't pan it freely. If I was here, I'll be shouting out the answer alone. So at least I'll say, uh -huh, well done. Uh, Mr. Man, I'll call your name. So you'll be on record that you are not a mom. Ah. So you don't know where they went to. You didn't know. You didn't know where they went in, entered in. He said they go up and enter. You don't know where they were going. We didn't just read it. Where did they go? Your village is your village. Is America. I want to do, but I need, I want a heavy one. I'm trying to collect it. <laughs> the scriptures say, and I'm telling you what it means now. Remember, past, present, future. Jerusalem is the city of the Lord, eh? It's the city of God. In that city, right now, it's a heavenly Jerusalem. Galatians tells you that Jerusalem is the mother of us all. We can enter Jerusalem and we can come out. When you don't celebrate the presence of God habitually, you don't habitually gather like this to dwell with the Lord in personal and collective gatherings. You're not celebrating Passover. The plague you suffer is that there is no 
rain. Go back to Second Chronicles 7. There's no rain. I'm showing you what leads to plagues. If I close the sky so there's no rain. Have you seen what can lead to God closing the sky and there not being rain? You refuse to celebrate tabernacles. Not Pentecost. You, for those who don't understand, you cannot celebrate tabernacles without having first celebrated Passover, then Pentecost. So it's presumed that these people we are, he's referring to had already celebrated the first two. Do you get? So tabernacles is the third. And tabernacles is what was celebrated when the returnees, the remnant, returned to Jerusalem to rebuild it. That is what they celebrated. Tabernacles. This is what the, the remnant company celebrates. Tabernacles. One of the clearest signs of people being part of a remnant company in the last day church is they celebrate tabernacles. They don't dwell on Pentecost. They don't endlessly emphasize justification. Oh, how he loves me. And what a joy. It fills my soul. Something happened. I say, something happened. Oh, something. Oh, happened. And made me whole. And have you had certain strains of the body of Christ that everything they emphasize on how, oh, that day, ah, ring, ring. I re- everything they say has to do with what the day of their salvation. I'm going to tell you something you've never thought of before. Go and check most of the evangelicals, people that don't believe in Pentecost, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's all they have. <laughs> so they carry like an egg 40 years after being saved. I remember on that day an old sinner on the old rugged cross. It is non-stop, perpetually. It's about Passover. That's the only celebration they celebrate. That's all they know. Very sad. Because you should have moved on to Pentecost. And I don't need to talk about Pentecost. We have to demonstrate that there will be too much jumping and sweating. Because the people are alive. <laughs> Pentecostals. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I come out just. <laughs> they are everywhere. <laughs> and they talk about. Oh, I remember when the spirit gets a moving. When the spirit gets a moving. When the spirit. <laughs> and they like to talk about. Oh, yeah. I remember. And the power. And the power. And the power. Because he said, he shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So truly, it comes with, and it starts shaking. Woo! Woo! What is the forgotten feast? Tabernacles. How many of you, we see here, you heard it for the first time. Like, you could have sworn it was not in the Bible. 
It was not there. It's not there. They forget it as though it's not written in every place. These two are written. Meanwhile, it's there every time. And God said the punishment for not celebrating or recognizing it is what? No rain. Are you trying to understand why God's people are so dry? There's no rain because God has sealed the heavens. You want rain? Celebrate tabernacles. You must recognize tabernacles. You must recognize what it stands for. If you don't recognize it, God won't recognize you. The blessing of tabernacles is rain. When you recognize it, rain starts pouring on you, saturating your land, soaking it, giving you a final harvest. It's called the ingathering. Also, a final harvest. That's when things are wrapped up. That's when you harvest the wine, the vine, the fruit of the vine. That is when you begin to drink wine and be glad. He said, come buy wine and milk. Isaiah 55. He said, come. Why spend your money and your labor on that which doesn't profit you? Wine. He said, buy it without money. Buy it without cost. I am giving you the means of exchange. Believe. Ponder, expect, think upon, study, if I may just put it plainly. This, understand what tabernacles are. Because tabernacles will counter a dirt, a famine, a lack that is common to those who have not received the rain. When there is no rain, there is no plant. The final stages of ripening for certain harvests need rain. There is a final period. It needs water to prime everything for proper harvest. Without it, the grapes shrivel. They try to squeeze out moisture. You're trying to force it. So what do you do? You're so tired. Who has ever been in a meeting where they try to whip up the spirit? And the spirit refused to be whipped up. Who knows that feeling? Oh! There's pain on different levels. Some of you have not suffered before. We sat in a meeting where they tried to get the spirit to move. Spirit heaven, You're like... They, you know they should have stopped singing one hour ago. They passed the mic. And she comes on. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! She, she wants to do it. <laughs> Everybody is trying. You jump or you jump. No spirit. No spirit. It's not moving. It's not moving. You are trying to steer it. Karma. Karma. 
The preacher comes and starts shouting at people, shouting at people, spitting on people. <laughs> All that. Somebody! Admire preachers, they can shout. That is. Hallelujah. They try. When you finish, how you need wasn't real. No matter how much you are sweating, is when you go home. Is this feeling of nothing? Who knows that that feeling of nothing? Like what were you just doing there? Then you hope the next day will be better. It is a three-day conference. And every time there's this emptiness. No rain. So the grapes are female. The grapes have shriveled. They are turned into raisins. You know what raisins are? Grapes that shrivel. They dried. Dried grapes. So it squeezes smaller and smaller. So you can't produce wine from it. And it is wine that makes the heart glad. According to Ecclesiastes. And, and the heart can be glad. How many of you have been in meetings where it's not much noise. It's quiet. And it's just this... You're just, you wish they could just, I'm not talking about jumping yesterday. I'm not, I don't mean jumping. It's not jumping. It's quiet. It's gentle. And what pains you the most is when you have to stop. It's not noisy. That is the difference. There's, there's wine. Your heart's glad. You're struggling. I don't know if you're like me or you'll be struck. That's why you close your eyes sometimes because your mouth doesn't want to smile fully. You're wondering, what are you smiling about? <laughs> People might look at you. <laughs> Because there's wine in the cluster. There's wine in the cluster. God gave us three feasts to commemorate him. And the three must be celebrated if you are an Israelite of God. And the day will come when everybody will know this. We just happen to be amongst the earlier ones who know it. In the 1940s, when the Spirit of God started moving very powerfully in America and other places, it was said clearly, was spoken about. George Warnock talked about the Feast of Tabernacles. There was like a restoration of attention to it. They talked about it briefly and shifted it and focused on miracles, healings, all those people that we're doing great healing signs and wonders. They couldn't dwell too much on this tabernacle's matter. So they focus on Pentecost power. Pentecostal power. They call that move the latter rain move, but it didn't work that well. When you read Zechariah 10, the latter rain, the former and the latter rain, ask the Lord for rain. In the time of the latter rain, the Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain. Drum fest. Grass in the fields for everyone. Ask the Lord for rain. In the time of the latter rain, the Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give 
more times. There are people that don't know it. As the Lord for in the time of the latter rain, the Lord in the clashing clouds, He will give them showers of Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Arizona 10 verse 1. <laughs> be there, be there. <laughs> you think God wait for you. <laughs> you have not heard that God. <laughs> the 8th Psalm tells you that out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, he has ordained strength to silence the enemy and the avenger. We want to silence the enemy with young children, spiritual children, <coughs> and literal children. The Lord will do it. He will do it just to. Because he can. So how, you, do you remember what Goliath told David? Do you know what happened when Goliath saw David? Did go like, how dare, he, he, he wasn't like, I'll fight you, I'll fight you. No. He was insulted. He felt very insulted. You sent a stripling. You sent a boy. You sent a child to fight me. Ah, he started raging. He was very insulted. David took him down without touching him. That's exactly God's plan. Which is why it's very ridiculous for you to look at yourself and say you're too small to do anything. You're too old. Uh, David was killing lions and bears in his early teenage years. David, it is believed, was anything between, some, I won't go as far as 11, some say, 14 to 17, when he took Goliath down. 17 is even old. Because he ran around in the bush for about 15 years. He was crown king at that. These were teenage, who is 15 here? 14. So you're too old. That's the whole point I'm making. You're old. So don't go thinking you're... God will use... That's why I advise you to stay, child. This is my candid advice to you. Stay young. This is my strenuous counsel to you. Be a child. Don't be a physical child. Be innocent like a child. Have a heart that is simple. Be quick to hear, quick to forgive. I'm not saying you should be immature or lack sense or understanding. That will not help anybody. You, that will destroy us. But you must be a child in mind, in heart. You must be simply you, uh, able to learn. When instructions are given, you should be able to hear easily. When they say, everyone stand up, shout, a, B, C. Just be simple. When God says something, just okay. Is that, don't go into all this. Uh, uh, we should do it like that. Okay. Uh, is, is that, is that what pastor said we should do? 
Eh, why? Children never do that. Do you know children never ask why to each other? Uh, no, that thing, see, we have to, I think we should put together a delegation and talk about it. Children don't know that they, they can do that. When they say, everyone, jump to your feet. They jump first. They don't even ask later. They don't ask at all. Jesus said, except you become like them, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the access to the power of the kingdom of God is given, is going to be given to children and they will bring down the works of Satan. This witchcraft we are talking about will be brought down by the simple. Those who have learned to trust in the Lord with all their hearts, with all their soul, with all their mind, and with all their strength. Those are the only people that will experience the Lord as they should. If you are any other way, you're going to have problems. Proud people will, not, will suffer a lot. We were at Zechariah 10. Ask the Lord for rain in springtime. The Lord makes the storm clouds and he will give everyone showers of rain and crops in the field. Give me to verse 3 or 4. For idols speak deceit. Why is it saying this? Why did he say you should ask for rain? And then he said, for idols speak deceit. <coughs> because the rains are connected to idolatry. Are you following? Oh, you don't understand. It's the absence of rain that makes people turn to bath. Oh dear. Go back to Second Chronicles. I'm sorry. We'll come back here. <laughs> if I close the sky so there is no rain or if I command the locusts to devour the land or if I send a plague among my people and if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land what was wrong with their land? Tell me the manifestation of the sickness that their land was suffering. One, droughts, no rain. Two, locust. Three, plague, disease, blight. Three things. What is the condition for being healed? A series of activities. Yes? Humbling yourself. Praying. Let me make quick distinctions. If you are writing, how to find witchcraft. I know you don't understand it yet, but you will before we are done. <laughs> ah, someone taught you that you should fight the person that you think is opposing you. But the spirit, the Bible says you don't wrestle flesh and, flesh and blood. He is flesh and blood. We wrestle <coughs> principalities, past rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So you must turn to the spirit realm to fight. There is blight in the land. I will show you the connection. We we'll go back to the character. You turn and face your God. 
you humble yourself you pray that helps you listen I will stand on my watch and see what the Lord will say you pray what else do you do you seek his face to seek someone's face is to seek favor so in praying you may be doing many other things apart from seeking God's face should I tell you what people do many times in the name of praying you tell me I hereby decree and command every, 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 every what? Have you repented? You forgot that there's repentance. Actually, people say that no, in Jesus, there's no, it's a pity. You seek his face. When you say, seek my face. Psalm 27. My heart said, your face, O Lord, will I seek. There's a generation of those that seek him. Huh? There's a generation of those who seek his face. The, write it down, Psalm 24. Let me show you what it means to seek his face. Ah, Jesus, we are all over the place. From verse 3. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in the holy place? The one who has innocent hands and a pure heart. The person who does not delight in what is false and does not swear an oath deceitfully. <coughs> this person will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation that seeks him. Those who seek your face are the true seed of Jacob. Let me read here. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob. But I like this. Those who seek your face are the true seed of Jacob. This international standard version. Hey. Seeking God's face is rooted in climbing the mountain of the Lord. The one who has innocent hands, a pure heart, does not delight in falsehood, doesn't tell lies. Please listen, if you're writing, I hope you're noting the point. The generation of those who seek his face are not those who pray for 12 hours a day. They are those whose hands, give it to me, let me see in BSB, from verse 4. Take notes, verse 3 tells you these are those that ascend the mountain. What's the first thing? Please tell me what is in the Bible there. Clean hands. Write it down. You must have clean hands. Clean hands. Don't say you're seeking God if your hands are dirty. You're not seeking God. He that comes to even ordinary human equity must come with clean hands, they say. We know it doesn't mean anything much. But 
in reality, when you come to God, you must come with clean hands. Clean hands. You come with filthy hands and say, God, I'm seeking you. Oh, but I've come to seek you. Who? With filthy hands. Can you picture walking to a big man's office? The dean of your faculty or department, you walk in with hands straight from dirty sand. Oh, good morning, sir. Good, good morning, sir. Sorry. You wouldn't try it. You wash your hand, even in your own house. And you hear there's a visitor at the door. You rush and wash your hands. We agree? Even when you don't bat, you know your hands are clean, right? And you come there, even as you're wiping the hand. Welcome, ma. The question was, who is ascending, who will ascend God's holy hill? You come with dirty hands. For those who don't understand how to have dirty hands. Hands can be stained with different things. Everything from high level death to low level. Even blood. Dirty hands involve doing dirty business. Dishonest deals. Unrighteous living. Wrong ways of making money. That's how to get your hands dirty. That is why the scriptures say in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands. Holy hands. So I am counseling you all. All who want to be able to enjoy access to this our Lord and God. Who want to overcome the works of darkness? Please. Witches know when your hands are dirty. They know. So many people that are in trouble in this world. Talking about how they are in trouble left and right. Their hands are dirty. Instead of their focusing. How I know the people they go to for help. Eh, witches are after me. How you know where? How I can know without knowing you. you. Say oh I've gone here and there. My family members have gone left and right. Looking for help. How I know. The pastors you have gone to are fake. Without knowing them, I know they are fake. It's because they tell you, bring this and do this. None of those are how to escape from the power of witchcraft. Bringing money, every denomination, from five naira, ten, twenty, fifty, hundred, two hundred, five hundred, one thousand. Do people tell people to bring that? To fight witchcraft. Because when witches see different kinds of money, they go, ah, 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 money. Ah. The craziness of it. The craziness of it. And then you want me to come and inquire if that pastor is really a pastor. If he's really a man of God. What confusion. Someone is in trouble spiritually with darkness. You're saying they should bring cash. So you do what? Settle their master and say, but Cory fund for you. Eh? Yeah, please. Uh, master demon, please, can you tell your agent to leave my person? Just a little something from the boys. Okay. And you want me to start inquiring, uh, is, is that a man of God? Uh, well, let, let's not criticize. And uh, you, nev you never know what. You never know what. Witches are afraid of water. Witches are afraid of every kind of thing. The scriptures say your hands should be clean. 
Why? Because the safe place, listen to me, the holy place, the mountain of the Lord is Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place. You go into the secret place. You enter into Jerusalem. Did we just read it? They will come. He said those who don't come and enter in, they will not have rain. Are you understanding? Because figuratively, Jerusalem is the where the name of the Lord is. You must be in it. The ultimate protection against witchcraft and sorcery of every kind is being in the presence of the king. Are you understanding? In that place, no dog can bark. Nothing can open its mouth. How do they say it's that a baby thing? What do you say? Talk now. Mm-mm, there's something something. I like the expression. They say no bird will flap its wings. Nobody has power to exert authority. No witch can touch a human being that is in front of the king of kings. Didn't you see what happened to Haman when he even went to beg Esther? I think he now went and touched. <laughs> I've shown you the picture of what happened, right? I've shown you before what happened to that man. Because why did the king come in? Someone is begging for his life. You come and say, eh? He's attacking her. He's attacking her. And himself, his timing. From the time the king vexed and went, I should have rushed and begged. So the angels held him. Wait first. The timing has to be perfect. This guy's setup must be complete. So he sat there and went. <laughs> when the angels allowed him, he went, please. That's when the king just came back. Eh? You're not attacking her in front of me. No wonder she said you want to kill her. That was the end of Solomon Haman. That was the end of Haman. Haman, Haman died that day. He died. Why? He was in the presence of the king. It's not all that time of doing nonsense in his house. That was all the different. Check that. Esther self. Now, wow. Three days fasting. Wicked. She invited. She combined her king with the enemy. Enemy. You he went there happy. A fool. You don't come into God's presence and you're the enemy and you're happy. How can you be happy? You came, you came where? Happy. You came. He went back and boasted. She invited only me and the king. You don't know that they are, they are filing the thing with which they will remove your head. That's all. That's what saved Esther. She was in the presence. Of, Esther was in trouble and her people. She sought an audience with the king. That's what it means to seek God. That's what it means to seek God. To gain access to his presence. It's a safe place. The wahala is when you are also kept outside. Now there wahala day. When you too serve, they keep you outside. <laughs> oh God help. When you two are kept outside. You know what is outside? Did we read it this night? I didn't read it when I stood here. I thought I did. Oh, I only read it and 
read it and didn't read it aloud. The Bible says outside are the dogs. Hmm? 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 May you not be a dog. Do I need to define dog? Okay. Revelation chapter 22 verse 15. From 14. 14 first. Read with me, children of God. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by its gates, not over the wall, not through an underground tunnel. Do you hear? Do you understand that there are people that try to enter the city of God through a way other than the gates? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, this child of God here is teaching you how to enter through the door. We didn't read, we haven't finished reading Psalm 24, but I don't know if you'll get there. After the last verse of where I wanted to read, the next verse is, Lift up your head, O ye gates. You enter through the gate. That gate is not the gates of hell. <laughs> oh, ye certain-minded children of God. <laughs> it's the gates to the city of God. It's not the gate of hell. Let the king of glory come in. That's why Jesus must be in your corner. As you approach it. Lift up your heads. Not all sesame. Oh, ye gates. And you open. Boom. That's the same. Your robe should be clean. You want right to the tree of life. And you want to enter the city by the gates. Without trying to climb over the wall. Looking for all sorts of corner, corner way. Just bring a dangerous offering. Just if you can raise 300k. You're looking for rent. Nepal bill you have not paid recently. They say bring 300k. You bring. Anyone knows any family that has gone through things like that? Raise your hand now. Don't say by mouth. Tell me. In any family, things are hard. But they, they have gone. A pro, the prophet, the man of God said they should bring. And you want me to tell you that it's not God that sent him. So what is he planning to do? To bribe angel. Who is the angel at the gate? You might tell that. I think it's Peter that became an angel and stood at the gate. So wait. So you mean he's going to, I need money. Money is small. My wife. Is all the money I've collected from me in this life. <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> okay, still money. Still money. Double this. Used to be my mother's salary in 1980s. 100 naira. Okay. Monthly salary. 200 naira. Have you brought the 300k? He just removed small for his transport. Peter, it's your boy. I've come again. We have another customer. Just a little small something. We need safety. We don't need safety into the presence of safety. Just something. Not no being so. Just something. So I'll try and collect more. Esther. Or someone should tell me what they do with the money. Tell me. Because me, I don't understand. What do they do with the money now if they are not settling the gate, man? 
Abi, you came for protection. Who do they settle? Someone, tell me what you think. When they used to collect it from your family members, what did you think? Tell me. Nobody's talking. Help me. I'm sincere. I am very serious. What do you think they do with the money they collect? Even you people that usually know everything, even this one has stumped you. So nobody has ever asked the question what they do with the money. Because he didn't say give an offering. He said that your thing will need money. Like for work. What is the work? That's what I'm asking for. Is it transport to heaven? So the last time he came, Peter said, see this is the last time I'm giving you free boats. No free rights again. This next time you come, pay your way. So he collects it to access the heavenly realms. He took that money. He gave. He gave. He gave the spirits that cover uh, handles the the, the sea uh, sticks, river sticks of the ancient Greeks, and he transcends in the spirit, and he's there. And God, I have come at great cost. There is one of um someone that came to me. I came to intercede for him. Let him be safe from witches. Will this be enough? Have they ever asked for money and asked for extra? And say it was not enough. So what happened is that they had given that one. Peter now said, this one thing. So they now came back and said, mm, Madam, that's your thing. Mm. And these are the kinds of people that when someone is preaching, someone says, well, let's not criticize a man of God. I don't know if it's fire that should thunder you. I don't know if it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. Just keep quiet. What is a man of God? That's a diviner. That's a, a witch doctor. Because he wore a suit and a tie. So he's a man of God. Because he said, Jesus. Hallelujah. Do what I do, you say you should do now. All of you say, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All of you are men of God now. <laughs> is it not how you people decide who is a man of God? Oh, sorry, I didn't give you a microphone. Sorry. See, if I put a mic, you're automatically, you're a man of God. So any nonsense I say, and all this where they reek, it has not even happened to me. But the stories I've heard, I am in awe. So you gave the money. Did you? My God, this money will do what? Explain. Is it a gift to you? Which, okay, I understand. Why are you collecting money? I said the girl has demons. You, why are you asking for money? If you say no, you know we need to Fill the generator while they are praying for the AC will be on. Okay. No, no, I'm serious. I understand that. I know it costs a lot of money to power a place. We spend a lot of money here. I understand that. And you say, you see, I don't like casting out demons when it's hot. It's better when it's cool. Which is for real. Me, I like air conditioning. Right now, I'm feeling very hot. You are being direct. So, God, please, I don't like suffering. 
when I feel praying for that, your sister, I want to eat proper food. And then I want to run the gen for you. And then this and that, okay? And he said, eh, sir, that one, maybe 10,000, 15 will cover. I said, eh, make it plus my services. This is what I eat from. Okay, 50,000. And you tell him the truth. This 300 kinko. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Very a lot. Wow. <laughs> okay, prayer band transport. Okay, there are three prayer band members. Plus, you know, 55k. Five, five what is logistics? The oil, how much? With damage, who would they kick? <laughs> Let's add all of that. Another 10,000 of 20,000. So 10 plus 20, or 20, that's 40 now. Okay, plus your 50, 100K. Why did, tell me, it was in this church one day I asked, I was asking people for the amount they charge their family members. And people said 250, the lowest was, the highest was how much? 300. I know someone, they said the man should bring a cow or the equivalent in cash. I think he settled for a small cow, 300 or 50. I said to be an unbeliever is not a small thing. To be, to be a spiritual mumu is, 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 ay, ah, the wages of sin is death to, death to your pocket, death to many things. Now, so were some of you. Thank God for Jesus. Money that you should have taken. Say, darling, me and my wife, we are poor. But you see this 300, you want to give that 419? Yes, we need money for school fees. But let us take it and go and stay in a hotel for three days. Just so we know how it feels. Wouldn't your wife like you more? Wouldn't she appreciate you more? This poverty-ridden life you've been living. You now hustle, however, you raised 300,000. You wrote your uncle's brother's cousin in America and he sent you uh, uh, $500 or whatever, how much he sent you. And that's enough. Tell the man, Namaba, I won't do it again. Leave, leave, don't worry. God will help. The demons will leave, leave, don't worry. Then, because this money is unexpected, go and blow it. Go aside for seven days. Carry your wife. Travel. Your wife will appreciate you more. You have at least gained something. But you gave it to him. He took it and went to his wife or girlfriend. Can't you how stupid you are? You could have been the one eating buffet in a five-star hotel for three days. Now, he is the one eating buffet. What has he done for you? Nothing. Nothing. So you just go around this life suffering to get money to give someone you don't know. How does it make sense? That's the witchcraft that sits on the church in Nigeria and all over Africa today. I'm not saying someone, see, this one I've just described is not the one where someone says, bring a good offering. I'm not talking about that. Okay? I'm not talking about that. Support the work of the kingdom where he even deceived you. This one is direct. Go and bring money for deliverance and you brought. So they will pay the angels and say, please pull out the demons 
or they will pay off the demon say, now nah, my guy, leave him. Protection money. Please, when anyone can find out, when you go back, ask those your relatives, please, and send the answer. I want to know. When they give the money, what do they think is happening to it? Okay, okay, okay. Someone told me the other time. They said the people have power inside them. So they are collecting money for the price they pay to get the power. Mm. But they are Christians now. Why should you collect money? It's not freely you receive. They'll say, no, I did not freely receive anything. I did not freely give. Man, I suffered. Jesus did not suffer. This is witchcraft. I'm just telling you. You were at Revelation 22 because you have to start rewinding. You enter the city by its gates. Please, I was telling you how these people, many of them, some of them, take that part of that money and go and give Juju Priest to, to handle the job. They are middlemen. Who knows what I'm saying? They actually now go to a real Juju man who has ways into the spirit realm. And give him 50k, 100k. Then they keep, they are middlemen. And they call themselves pastors. Very. Do you think God should judge him? All this is done in the name of our God. They say it and say in Jesus name. And people say amen. With Jesus, with Jesus. But outside are the dogs, the sorcerers. Do you see that? The sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. This is the same thing you saw in chapter 21, which we did read. Outside are the dogs. Dogs are those who go back to their vomit. Don't go back to your vomit. When you give your life to Jesus, stay with Jesus. Stop going back. Don't be a dog. You will not be allowed into Jerusalem. Remember, the safe place from all the powers of witchcraft is in the presence of the king. It's in the place where the Lord has put his name. It's in the city of Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem. That is the safe place. That is the safe place. You want to be safe all the Not the one where, so you see people that wake up every night and do watch night duty. Watchman. Some, a, a, someone that used to be my painter years ago came into my office many years ago and I saw something written on his shirt. I can't remember. I think, it, I think they wrote there Said, your enemy is not sleeping. How can you be sleeping? <laughs> or something like that. Or made, I said something to Walls on the show and he responded. Say, ah, the enemy is not sleeping. You cannot sleep. I said, eh? The scriptures say it gives his beloved sleep. You don't sleep. You must be the wicked. For it is the wicked that have no rest. They are like the sea. You have no rest. I distinguish that from you. Being awake to be with the Lord when it's quiet in the night seasons. Where he instructs your reins. Where he speaks to you. Aha. Who I woke up in the night. 
That's the best time. It's so quiet. Can be with Jesus. And I'm sitting on my bed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. How I love. Thank you, Lord. Calling. Not the one. Every witch. Every walker of wickedness. Every, you are a walker of wickedness. Don't tell me otherwise. I will never agree that a Christian should be awake praying against witchcraft constantly. Once in ten years, five years, two years, yeah, okay, the witches fool your family and they keep finding access through your windows, your roof. You have holes in your whole family life. That's why every time they have, there's no protection or shield over you. It's not that they attack you once in a while. Okay, let's say you're doing great ministry work. And you have come against this gang up of witches and they attacked you strongly for a period of, of three months. They kept trying. You mean it will not end? It will not end every night for this. You have been praying like this for the past 17 years. God, there's wickedness in your life. You better repent. And I'm showing you how to repent. Your hands must be clean. Your garments must be washed. 14 said, you are happy if your garments are washed, your robes. That's all. Be clean. We'll go back to Psalm 24. Your hands must be clean. You must be a clean person. A clean heart, clean hands, a pure heart. You don't lift up your soul to an idol or swear deceitfully. Have you seen this same theme? Come up in Revelation 21, 22 and here. You didn't read it in Revelation 21 where he said all liars, sexual immorality. You didn't see? You didn't see 22 where he said it doesn't speak deceitfully? Huh? You're not seeing Psalm 24 where it doesn't swear deceitfully? It's the same place. This is the heavenly Jerusalem. David saw it and prophesied of it. It was repeated by the different prophets. It's the same place in the spirit. Listen, it's available now. It's not for the future after Jesus comes. It's available now. There is a safe place from witchcraft and darkness. It's available now. Arrows can be flying everywhere. It won't come near you. A thousand shall fall by your side and ten thousand by your right side. And none of them shall by any means hurt you. Not because of who you are, but because of where you are. Because of where you are. But the issue is how to get into that place. And the price to pay to enter. Clean hands. A pure heart. I'm not looking at you and thinking evil plans. I know what, I know how I'm going to get you. No, I'm going to get you. Young, I'm just giving you time, but don't worry. You're looking at people acting normally and it's incredible. God, remember, he's the one yesterday who judge searches the hearts and minds. He said Jezebel was teaching her children to be evil. And he said, all the churches will know I search people's hearts and minds. That's why I teach you day and night. You cannot live on the outside. You live from the inside. 
Deal with everything from inside and it will be easy for the outside of the cup to be clean. Be clean within. Do not think evil. Plan evil. Don't speak deceitfully. Don't say one and mean three. Live an open, pure, sincere life, child of God. And it will be well with you in this world. This witchcraft we are talking about is all kinds. So the seducer will come. Who has, has someone attempted to seduce her since she became born again? Sexual seduction, direct. This nobody say I thought, thought. You know, it's, they want to bring... They are trying to make you do something immoral. Raise your hand. Whether you fell or not, I don't care. Raise your hand. Put down your hand. I didn't say who was tempted here. I mean who? You, it, someone came after you. Raise your hand. Thank you. That's witchcraft at work. Understand it. They know what they are doing. I'm not saying the person that was used is a direct witch. Not they don't need to be. The spirit just has to tell them, mm, mm, come on, do what I say now. They too are human. The spirit of loss can come on them like this. When, when, when they are seeing things in front of their eyes, they are wondering what kind of thing is this? Even they themselves. And it's not because they are bad, so bad. It's because of you. It's you. The job is you. It's to take you down. So they activate them like Agent Smith. Mm! And they go after you. That's witchcraft. Jezebel teaches God's servants. I don't know how to say this hard enough. He teaches. She teaches. Brethren, I'd like to share something with you today. This revelation I'm bringing is something the Lord as I was seeking the Lord on the 14th day of January 2022, the angel of the Lord walked into my room. I've shown you in the scriptures how deceiving spirits come to people and tells them something. And instead of their cross-checking it, the Bible, cross-checking with others who love the Lord and walk with the Lord, Cross-check it with what other prophets and servants of God have gotten. Cross-check it with the fruit it produces. They don't. They are too excited to come out and impress you with a message. Because they have not been taught to be patient. They don't do patience. They do impressing. They love to impress. You just love. All of you listening to me. You love to impress people. Oh, you better overcome it. I told you to learn humility like you have never learned before. Oh, you better die to your will. Die to popularity. Kill it. Kill it. You, you feel it. Feel and kill it. You will be a candidate for witchcraft. From the pulpit. While speaking in tongues. You will not believe till you see Jesus and you tell you you are a witch. You, man, you taught my people to commit immorality with the world, with mystery Babylon. You, you seduced them with a doctrine that said, Hey, everyone, do you know you can be a millionaire this year? Ah, God wants you to be a millionaire. That's idolatry. 
you have you you are lying to them. You have no right to tell lies to God's people. You're using the office God gave you, the access God gave you to teach people a seductive message. Peter didn't know it. Paul didn't know it. Jesus didn't know it. John did not know this, your revelation. Nobody in the Bible had this, your revelation. This, your revelation that all of us are meant to be rich. <laughs> ah, you have noticed your calling, brethren, First Corinthians 2, 1, that not many mighty, not many wise, noble, are all those the rich people? Is that the richer class? Is it the noble and the mighty that are usually wealthier? God has not chosen many. Rather, God has chosen the lowly things to confound those that are mighty. He has chosen everything except what you think. And suddenly God sat in heaven and said, you know, this thing we've been teaching for 1,000 plus years. I think we should revise it. I think we should revise it. I know they already put it in the Bible, but give me that scripture. I know it's already in the Bible. First Corinthians 1.26 Brothers, consider the time of your calling. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. Huh? Wise, powerful, noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the wise. The weak things of the world He chose the lowly and despised things of the world and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast in his presence. A poor man and a rich man, which one is prone to boast? So none will boast in his presence. He doesn't want people boasting in his presence. Oh, I have, that is why many times he calls someone that has any of those things. He tends to strip them of it first. And if they are called to walk in that dimension, he gives it to them later. And when they open their mouth and say, listen, everything you say here is God. You, you and God and them know is God. They know what they are saying. You think God waited 2000 years, then he now said, this is the 20th century. This is the 21st century. Let's amend this thing. Let's change this thing. I know it's been like this forever. Let's change it. Let's make some adjustments, okay? What do you think, Gabriel? Michael, what do you think? Call me the seraphim. What's your take on it? What's my take on what? On if scripture can be broken. So God broke the scripture. And turned it all around and said, it is against the will of God for a Christian to be poor. Mama, mama, mama. What are you talking about? So because you made that sound, 
So it's now true. So I should believe you. Because God cannot provide all your needs. You need to shout up and down. Unbelievers don't have money. Must you be dishonest to have money? People are not doing honest, plain business. I don't mean Christians. They are doing plain business. They find a business that no one else is doing. Everybody comes to them. People are not picking bell. People are not doing simple things. Hard, well, and earning a lot of money and becoming rich, building houses. You don't know women that are building houses that are tellers? You don't? Oh, okay, sorry. You won't know because they don't tell you. The lawyers know. Uh, we draw the agreements. Have I not told you the stories? Oh, that's how I know. The vulcanizer that I used to put air in my tire. <laughs> barrister, <laughs> those years ago, barrister, the <laughs> small land. I just thought that she get a small thing. I put a small, they always put small in it. They talk, boy, talk, 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 talk. Then you come again. There's this small land next to it. That I just said, let me just buy art because that place is small. Then they come again. You know, I see them dirty. I say, how, uh, uh, how much? If it's 50 50. 50 50 now. I know. Don't ask lawyers. Drawing up all sorts of agreements. All sorts of small people. People, when you see, they call you sir, sir. Sir, I remember thinking, look at all this sir, 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 sir. This guy doesn't have a car. Doesn't have, this guy has a land in the Uyo. <laughs> He's from Abak. His land is in the Uyo. Uyo, Uyo, this, uh, Uyo city land, house. He's built. <laughs> You'll be there. I'm, I'm a graduate. Hungry, <laughs> hungry, hungry graduate. Hungry graduate. He's not a graduate. I'm not sure he finished. He did SS3. Then next he comes. Say, oh, uh, 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 I, I went and, um, um, I wish I could say this in the video. You people are cramping my stuff. No, he said, uh, that, uh, I, 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 yeah, come bomb. Who can interpret it? <laughs> How do you interpret? I'm going for a, for an event, I'm going for something. Uh, he said, uh, he said, yes. Uh, yeah, the girl is from my side. Oh, the girl I used to know, and she, she now got pregnant. They, they just say, next thing they say, uh, I have, I have a second son. You're there. <laughs> Being a graduate, try it. See, this life, leave it. I said, I was listening to Banky yesterday. I was laughing like this. Banky said, the same thing, Pastor Banky, I was like, you know, I haven't heard him for a long time. So I, I was playing a video on YouTube, I downloaded it after a while. After I left it, after I preached what I preached, I now went to him. The man was repeating all that thing I was saying about money, he was just repeating it. I started wondering, is this man listening to me? But it's from last year, Portacot, last year, a, a, a program he had. And he's saying the same things. Someone asked him, are you saying it's wrong for a Christian to, 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 to try to be wealthy. He said, oh, yes. He said, you mean, is it bad? He said, oh, yes, bad. Capital B, capital D, bad, bad. They look this side. 
He didn't even say much. Me, after a while, he did like teachers would do. L- let me explain. Then he goes on to explain. He said, there's nothing to say. It's not all this thing people do. The Bible says, he that wants to be rich will pierce himself through. So it's bad. And then he said, except, then he said exactly what I said last night while I was facing this side. I said, you will be wealthy without trying to, I don't know who, okay, the guy asked, he said, so are you saying someone can be, how can someone be wealthy without uh, striving to be wealthy? I had, I answered it last night, yeah. Who told you you have to strive to be wealthy to be wealthy? It's confusion in your brain. And he summarized it. Again, I've preached on it many, many times. Be faithful. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your mind. Be so faithful. They will look for you. They will be looking for you. That thing I just said yesterday, one of our people outside called me. The thing I said, I said, you'll be there doing 35,000. Then one day they'll say, hey, come, come, come. And they will offer you 10 times the amount. As I got home, someone sent me a message. <laughs> that yesterday evening, someone called him and said, bah, 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 and, and offered him. Abia, I said, do you remember when I said, you'll still be going to work for the same amount of time? And they'll just be paying you. Do you have a problem with being wealthy calmly? Must you die? I don't know what people's problem is. But I know that people were going through life like this. And people say, be here. Can you do this? And they say, yes. And they did it. They say, hmm, I like it very much. Can you walk from, hmm? And they offer them, can you start with 200,000? Has it not happened to anybody you've known before? I don't mean Christians. I mean anybody. You don't know anybody that went from no job to be earning 200,000 at once? They earn even more than that. I don't know what is wrong with you and your family. What's wrong with you? Why are you not answering? What do they do now, When you don't answer me, I'll, I'll give you mouth. You don't know anybody that has a job with an You think they must tell you? I told you people, the people have 800,000 naira monthly salary. That does not include allowances or other things. They have two legs. They go to work by eight, come back by five, four, five, two. The office is air conditioned. Normal jobs. People are doing jobs every day like this. So please cool down. You don't have to say no. You must run. Who said you have to run after money? I told you that. Handling money is a ministry. There's a ministry called giving. And if you are called to it, God will have to put a lot of money in your hand. How will you give what you don't have now? So you have to put money in your hand. You don't be putting it. Now, unfortunately, many people, like preachers can do, can convert that money to their personal chop, and their stomach keeps going like this. Just like a preacher can convert the preacher of the gospel into deceiving people. This charismatic witchcraft I'm talking about, seducing people, to believe and have hopes. Say, don't worry, this year will not be over. This year. By next year, we are holding. So, like I finish this one now. Immediately, I'm telling you about next one soon. That we're going to be having marriage bonanza. Ah, we are going to unlock marriage destinies. Madada. Ewadodo. Ha <laughs> ha
If you keep your face serious enough and you don't laugh, everybody believes it. Just watch and learn. I'm teaching you. Hallelujah. There's coming. You just start telling lies. Don't lie, 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 lie. So, don't, so you mean all these people will not marry eventually? What did they talk, sir? Be telling stories like, so they are being married is a wonder. <laughs> did they tell you all of them have family costs that nobody was to marry? They will marry. Whether you say it or not, they will marry. I better leave that thing. Uh-uh. So I, I'm going to release people into admissions. Admissions. They will have admissions. They take every normal things. Operation on your own house. You shout all over. I say, stop. Say, stop preparing. Stop preparing. Who has said that phrase? Well, stop preparing. And it always means go and start accumulating money to bring. What is it? All oh, this is witchcraft. It is normal in the church. They practice it on God's children normally. Mm, and they are zombies. Mm. Mm. Mother and father. Nobody is quarreling. Nobody is angry. Say, hey, mama, this in your head, though. And we have to prepare well. Though. Say, yes, hey, that's that money. That was it. That's what. And it's bewitchment. Galatians 3. You're bewitched. Because nothing you're saying is scriptural. So you need to pay for God to approve. How much? Okay, she can marry. Only, eh? Only 50k. Go first and return. I'll put half mark. Really? So you, this my God. Hey, my father in heaven. I apologize. So my father sits there and checks the amount of money. Then decides. Okay, let me manage because you don't have much. Okay. You too, you marry. <laughs> <sighs> oh God. I wish, as usual, this thing I'm saying does not happen. But every time you people tell me, it actually happens. And they do it with their face open like this. And people sit down and nod. And nobody's angry. Everybody's like, I thank God for this man of God and the anointing on his life to take my, my sorry, to release me. You have been bewitched. So stop looking for witchcraft. It's in front of you. It goes out like that. Wow. It sits on you. It takes your mind. Anything that is said, you do. Even though it is not scriptural. Because you've not been taught to test things. Remember yesterday, God said he will allow them have power to test if you obey him. God. So he purposely place you, allow you to come across these things. And you have to make a decision. Every time. You have to make a decision. Say, Father, is this you? Would you? I remember when I used to go through this many years ago. I'll be thinking. Why would God? Why does he want money? That family is poor. This one does not have. This one does. Why would he take at least 100,000? Why would he? On what basis? If you were God, would you do it? No. Even if you're not God, would you do it? You wouldn't do it. Why do you think it's God? 
Oh, no, now it cannot not be God. Didn't you see? He just gave four people prophetic words. No, God is with him. No, now, how can you think such a man of God would miss it? Do you think, would you have the heart to lie? It's because you don't read your Bible. God taught me this 2021. I was weak. He showed me from the Bible. I always thought these were people that are somewhere elsewhere. Mongolia, somewhere. I could never believe. And I remember him showing me about someone, a young preacher guy. And he kept stressing to me. He said, this is this which I told you. <laughs> I remember sitting in my room reading, reading the Bible. Jews. And I'm like, what? And he's, he insisted that I had to agree. That's the first time I'm like, oh, wow. These are real characters. This thing in the Bible is speaking about real characters that exist in the body of Christ now. That deceive people. That have the mind. They are not afraid. So they do it till they lose all fear. They can lie about anything. Some prepare better. I mean, this preacher, big preacher, uh, I, I, he was talking and he said, the man told him, it will come sit in the car when they arrive for a program, as though he's sitting and praying before coming out. And he's sitting there and copying plate numbers from cars he likes. And then when he comes in, he says, there's someone here, I see AM241BT. Who is that here? I see red, red, red. A red Honda Accord. Yes, yes, my brother. Stand to your feet. The Lord is saying, everybody in the church goes, he sat down in a car, said, copy the car number. Stand there, tells you a story. You want to, you, as he said, you, you, you have, have you killed him, killed him? You have run out, drop money. You're already shaking inside you. I wish you would talk to me. I pray you talk to me. I pray you talk to me too. You're already, anything he says, you have reacted. My sister. Hey, the way you jump up. Hey, Jesus has visited and it's all from. Now I'm saying, I know the problem you have because I had it. You cannot believe someone can have the audacity to lie like that. Is it not? Your brain cannot comprehend. No matter how bad you were, you couldn't believe anybody would have that mind. But you know someone has mind when they look at a girl and say, young lady, come tomorrow with a bottle of oil. Meet me in, uh, okay, I'll give you a number. And they call girls to their rooms and try to have their way with them. Then you still don't believe they can do anything. Someone told me, so I can't remember, it was so bad. Like, quoting scriptures upside down, no fear, zero fear. Why? Because you don't know that some of these people are direct workers of unrighteousness. Messengers of darkness. Some are not direct, some are indirect. I'm warning you about the both. Especially the indirect ones, the ones who don't even know. So that you will never become it and so that you will never fall prey to them. You can recognize them by their sexual immorality. And you can recognize them by their idolatry. 
they worship idols. And we spoke about this quite a bit yesterday. They know some, then the others don't know. They practice magic arts. They deceive. They practice falsehood. The Bible says everyone who loves and practices falsehood is outside the city. That means no rain for them. Back to Zechariah 10. <coughs> no rain for them. <coughs> for idols speak. Do you understand now? Are you sure you do? When you see someone speaking deceit, what is present? Can you see the connection? Can you understand why he told you in Deuteronomy 13 that you should stone them when they come to lead you to worship an idol? Because they will speak deceit. When you see an idol, deceit is present. Are you understanding? Oh, may you understand. When you hear someone who has lies in his mouth, there's this, there's idolatry there. Idolatry and deceit go hand in hand. The Bible actually calls idols a lie. He said they have a lie in their hand. And he was referring to the idols they carry. He calls it a lie. It is the nature of idols to lie. It is the nature of God to tell the truth only. So, you want to recognize witchcraft? Look out for the telltale signs of lying. From someone that said, I'm operating in the spirit, but they lie, 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 lie. I'm not saying a prophetic person may not tell lies. I've told you. Sometimes that's their weakness. Why? Because the devil tries to attack them before they even start expressing their prophetic ministry with their mouth because that's the area of their ministry. So he starts to attack it. Just like he can stuff someone that is called to be a teacher with head knowledge about nonsense. Uh, because he knows they will teach. So he, he, he replaces it with trying to make them over knowledgeable about every other irrelevant thing. By the time they are called to teach the word of God, the pure word, they mix it. So they'll be mixing it with human wisdom. But for them to truly teach the word of God, they must be, drop all of that and only embrace this. And not mix it. The devil always attacks. He'll attack where he sees the road. You know where something is coming to pass and they will set an ambush. So prophetic people can be tempted to tell lies. But listen, I am not saying that they are witches. But I'm saying that it's so easy to go down the path of falsehood. So you must be super, super careful. You must allow God to soak you in what is true. Is this clear? And diviners see illusions they see illusions they tell false dreams and offer empty comfort they tell false dreams so speak deceit they see illusions they see something but it's, it's fake and they tell dreams which are fake sometimes they actually dreamt it but it's a false dream 
The enemy gave them some. Since he has found them useful to talk nonsense, he supplies them dreams. So they come and tell you. I dreamt of, and they see all sorts of upside down. And they offer empty comforts. That's what I said. Next year is a year of release. Next month, release. Marriage bonanza. That's false comfort. The people still marry at the same rate they are to marry. You hear someone talk. I've heard people say things like how someone, they, they declared and suddenly five, ten people came out to marry people. Does he ever worry you guys how someone said they don't met someone? They don't met immediately. Who has ever heard these stories before? How they don't pray someone or did something and, 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 and 20 sisters in the church got marriage proposals one time. Crazy numbers like this. Unbelievable numbers. Nobody has ever heard it. So I want to ask you a question. Does it ever bother you? About how desperate those sisters might appear that, that that many people. Has it occurred to you that those sisters may enter one chance? Is it, is it possible that when they laid hands on them, that there is a juju power that came on them, that made everyone start disturbing them? It's different if one person approached them. When five people, have you heard testimony where they say multiple brothers approached the sister once? How is that a good thing? Sisters, how many of you want five people that want to approach you? Who wants that kind of burden? Is that a good, how is that a good thing? That's confusion. And you see people be excited. Yay! It has not occurred to you that that man has put jazz on you. Kobnomi. He has put something on you that is attracting things to you like flies. Flies are attracted to sometimes dead things though. Be careful what is put on you. Be careful what you are attracting. Because like I say, it's not about whoever came. It is about God refuse, God, God, God rebuke boxers. about going to buy a problem. Ah, the guy married. Ah, they've separated. How many months? Three months. What kind of blessing is that? The blessing of the Lord, he make it rich. He added no sorrow with it. Empty comfort. Please, never settle for empty comfort. Please, don't want empty comfort. Want real comfort. When God comforts you, let it be authentic. Let it not be fake. Ah, someone proposed to her. Because you've idolized marriage. And then it takes you out once, twice, four times, five. After the first or second time he took you, I tried to kiss you by force. That's God. It's God that sent him. Is this my God that sends that guy? And you realize he's full of lust, dripping lust. You're telling me God sent him. That that is a blessing from God. Okay, you think he has been self-controlled all this while for the past 10 years. Then it's you because you're the one. That's why he's shaking like this. That it's just because you're so desirable. 
Oh, no, I suspect he's dripping with lust like that for females everywhere. I suspect he has been living in immorality. I suspect you will not be happy married to him. I, I, I think, I think you'll be absolutely miserable if he doesn't give you HIV soon. I, I think you should be careful who prays for you. Because the way witchcraft works, impartation is a major way. Therefore, the people wander like sheep. Are you seeing the effect of idolatry? Are you seeing the effect of deceit? Idols, deceit, diviners, false prophets. Diviners appear like prophets, but it's not prophecy. It is divining. So they use different means. Some, some are fake, some are real. And see and try to see into the spirit realm. It's called divination. Balaam, it is said of that he took the price of divination. They took the price of divination and brought to Balaam. To pay. It's a fee. It's money. That is why those people ask for money. I'm telling you the real reason. They are diviners. They use it to divine. It's not, some just take it. Some of the fake ones will just take the money from you. They don't even do anything for you. But they know they don't charge you. You not take them seriously. So they charge you. Prophets do not take a fee. Prophets do not charge you. It's against, there's no scripture. You don't go to Elisha and pay him. Then he starts seeing for you. Never. You go to Elisha and see him. He may take or he may not take. You go to Elisha just to visit him. You may go to Elisha and say, I came to greet you. The man that brought barley loaves, a hundred barley loaves. What do you hear? Which word did Elisha give him? He just came to visit the man of God. If the man of God gave you a word, ah, the great woman of Shunem, she gave him a house. Which word did she ask for? He's the one that compelled her. Is there anything you want to know? Is there anything you want to know? Are you, no. Child, I call, ah, my Lord, I didn't ask you for anything. You have a child. The widow that her uh, oil multiplied, did he collect, okay, uh, the first three barrels, hmm? you keep that one for the man of God, okay? I don't need to tell you now, but just in case. So when you sell that one, you keep it when I come around again, huh? Widow woman, huh? It didn't happen. There is not how we do. It's not how. True servant. But when you see them doing it, guess whose table they've been eating from? Don't complicate it. I'm teaching you to understand Christianity simply. Don't complicate it. Eh, well, maybe. Mm -mm. Remember, they are servants of God. He said, they teach my servants to eat. They are servants of God. He didn't say, they teach my former servants. He said, they teach my servants. They are God's servants now. I don't mean the absolutely fake ones, though. I mean the other ones that are truly servants of God. But they have been eating her teaching. 
And they've come to accept it. So they pass it on. They say, listen, a servant of God is mine. And they start talking about that dash. Don't accept it. If you join and eat that thing, it will corrupt you too. Is this, okay? is this clear? Therefore, the people wander like sheep, oppressed for lack of a shepherd. When you see me so stirred up, it's because I'm a shepherd, a pastor. That's the word. Ra, Greek poimen, which is translated pastor or shepherd, is the word pastor. When you see people wandering around, okay, what about this one speaking to them? They are diviners. What they lack is a shepherd, a real pastor. They don't have a pastor. Which is why among the greater protection against witchcraft is the need for pastors. Are you listening to me? True pastors. What do true pastors feed people? Jeremiah 3.15. What do true pastors feed Shibit? Read with me. One to go. Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So you see Anyone who, when they sit down to feed you with the word of God, it gives you knowledge and you start understanding, don't throw them away. Don't joke with them. I know there are those that say, oh yes, I understand this person. Mm -mm. Someone may be a prophet. That doesn't make him a shepherd. I always stress it. Stop making prophets shepherds. It's not their calling. It's not their calling. They are not gifted to care for sheep. They are gifted to declare the word of the Lord, the revelations that God gives them. That's their calling. Don't put demands on them that God did not give them. Are you hearing this? Have listened to the prophetic voices. I listened to certain prophetic voices at different times. I listen to them and I'm blessed. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, great. This person, God speaks to him a bit clearly and specifically. This is very nice and so on. There is that. And I move on with life. I don't turn them into a pastor. A uh, prophet, so I want to ask you this. A uh, prophet, a uh, prophet, mm-mm. The person is not a prophet. Uh, sorry, he's not a pastor. He's a prophet. You're imposing the duties of a mother on a father. There's going to be calamity. Who knows what happens when they leave children with daddy too long and it's to feed and change. Who, who has heard rumors of that? It doesn't always go too well. How many of you know you don't leave a baby too long with daddy? You don't know. Oh, your life plan is how you be leaving your child and going out with your friends. Well done. You answer God. Then child abuse happens. Have you seen, who has seen that picture where a father, it was a joke though, used talk, duct tape and tape the child to the wall? <laughs> you're laughing. Do you know what they've done when you're not around? <laughs> <laughs> you don't leave a baby with a father too long. You may leave a bigger child, but not a very small baby. They may change the diaper. That child may pee everywhere. 
you may come back and he has given the child a little beer. Got to help it sleep. It's not that I've heard anyone done, but I'm sure they have done it. There's, there's, there's nothing they can do. I'm a man, I'm telling you. They do not have a patience of a mother. Some they put the child, they say, Don't worry, it will sleep. It will sleep. It will cry, but it will sleep. They close the door and go out. Which her. That's what happens when you make a prophet a shepherd. Sheep will suffer. I hope you understand this. I think I've tried. Um, give. I think you might have to give me one more verse in that place, in that Zechariah ten. My anger burns against the shepherds. And I will punish the leaders. For the Lord of hosts attends to his flock, the house of Judah. He will make them like his royal steed in battle. Let me read that another translation. Against the shepherds, my anger arises. I am punishing the leaders also. Because the Lord of the heavenly armies has visited his flock, the house of Judah, appointing them as his royal war horse for battle. Have you heard that? His royal war horse for battle. Okay? The Lord wants his people to become like horses for battle. But before he can do that, what must happen? I know it's painful to consider, but what does the Bible say? He will punish the leaders. In other words, for there to be a release of powerful warriors that will fight the battles of the Lord, the wars of God, their leaders must be changed. Diviners and bad shepherds must be removed. And then he will give them true shepherds. And then they will be ready for war. We can't fight witchcraft and darkness and evil. When the leaders are practicing witchcraft. Because who will you start with rebuking? And when leaders are practicing a form of like white witchcraft. Charismatic this. Not the diviner fake ones, not the ones who go to juju, but the ones who are, they are Christians, they are not doing juju. However, they are manipulating people. Seduction, manipulation. We spoke yesterday about rebellion. What did I say I want to tell you about today? Whose story did I say? The story of Balaam. Briefly, we'll touch it because I said we would. Balaam at work is found in the book of where? Numbers. They counted it. Numbers chapter 20. In more than one place. 
he showed up and showed up again. Chapter 22. What made them afraid? Let me show you why witchcraft is often employed. Why Satan employs witchcraft. Start from verse 21. From 1. Sorry, I apologize. From verse 1, chapter 22, verse 1. Then the Israelites traveled on and camped in the plains of Moab near the Jordan across from Jericho. Listen, stop, stop. Go back. What was the first city they took when they crossed Jordan? Jericho. And this is them near Jordan. Across. Jericho is across, Abby. So they are about to gain their first victory, Abby. Take note of the place and the timing. The devil often sees when I'm talking at once. No time. The devil often sees when you are approaching the beginning of your inheritance, the conquest. He sees, he knows. This is when the witchcraft, first direct attack of witchcraft came against the children of Israel. Take note. Learn, learn. These things happen to them as examples for us. First Corinthians 10 verse 11. It happened to them as examples. When a people are about to, I think part of why we are picking up on witchcraft because as a church, as a nation, as whatever, we are about to begin to conquer, conquer land. Take back territories, swaths of territories, large portions. So the enemy is going to deploy his soldiers, his warriors, witchcraft. Verse 2. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Read with me when he did. And Moab was terrified of the people because they were numerous. Indeed, Moab dreaded the Israelites. So, second point. You are a terror to the people on the way to victory. You are a source of fear. Take note. You shouldn't fear them. Why? Because they fear you. Most Christians don't know that the workers of darkness fear them. And because these workers of darkness know, sometimes you don't know. You know what happened? Whoever had a classmate like this or a, a, you know someone, a situation where someone bullies the other person so they won't know that they are actually stronger than them. They do something to keep you under so you won't come to realize and then you realize one time that they're actually, they're using Ogoju, that is to keep you down. So you won't realize what you really, it's a, it's a, it's a method of war. Have you heard before that attack is the best defense? I'm not saying it's necessarily true, but it is one of the truths. It carries significant truth. If you attack first, you appear to be stronger. If you wait till you attack, then you defend. You always be on the defensive. So when they are afraid of you, when they are afraid of you, they attack you. When you start becoming a threat, they can raise attacks against you. 
when you're not a threat, they may not bother. When you are a threat, when, when they hear what God has done through you, when they see the success, the victories that God has achieved through you, their inclination is to come after you. So a major reason for witches to attack, they are seeing you in the spirit realm. They are looking and saying, eh? so who is this one? When you were little or nothing, no problem. And then you start in the spirit realm. Maybe you wake up every day by three o'clock, four, and you start seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not a problem because it's just you and your God. The wala is when God starts giving you jobs. I want you to do this. I want you to pray about this. I want you to intercede about that. I want you. Then you are not aware, but they are aware because they astral project and do many things. And they see you come in the spirit over a place or a house or a village or something and say, Jesus, Jesus, move here. They saw you. You, you say I had a dream. Then they know it's not a dream. Ha. They will have a meeting on your head though. Have you seen? So they organize attacks of different kinds. What do we use? Girls, boys? What do we use? Money? Teach them. Teach them money. Teach them money. Call it anything. Give them a book. Do whatever. As you're walking past, your friend says, oh boy, let's check this bookshop. Ow, guy. Ow. How to be a millionaire in six days. Oh boy, you don't want to be a millionaire. Oh boy, buy this book. Buy this book. Say, I, don't, I cannot use my money. I'll buy it for you. Remember me. They give you. You take and go and read. And off your life goes. Your life goes like this. See, your, your work with God was, this is how it was. Mm, increasing, higher, higher, higher. It goes like this. You mean, some people never come back. That till they die. They will never ever come back. On this road, they'll be still saying Jesus. So, ah, Jesus is everything. And the kingdom of darkness goes. And they give the witch a promotion. Battle it. I pray. I pray God confirms the word of his servants to some of you. Especially the prophetic seers. Let God take you on journeys and show. so when you write it down, because again, teachers, he's just saying his mind. May you see it in Jesus' name. Specifics. The spirit realm. There are battles that end before it begins. Do you remember David and Goliath? How long did they fight? Boom. The Philistines didn't go, hey, how dare you? They turned their backs and went the other way. All Israel now ran after them. Hey, come here, come here. Bah, bah, bah. They push. That's how that battle was fought. That's how. The only place that was stretched out was 40 days of them being cursed by a master witch. I will feed you. Because it's words that they use. 
words and fear. Go and read it. We don't have time. They were in terror. They were terrified. David, who had been with sheep and his master, bang, 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 bang. You taught my hands to war, you taught my fingers to fight, when I turn to us, Lord. Ah, the guy had been in, have you heard up? See, this I enter trouble, everything I want to open. See, oh, Bible is sweet. I read it to you the other time. You can't remember. I know you can't remember, so I'm going to read it again. Do you remember? The word of the Lord to the sheep who dwell alone in the forest. Ah, this scripture is, is always happening. Where, 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 where? Micah 7, verse 14. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance, which lives by itself in a forest. In fertile pastoral lands. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead as in days long ago. Say, shepherd your people with your staff. David shepherded his people with his staff. They lived by itself. He said they lived by itself in a forest. They live alone in a woodland surrounded by grass. Great pasture. This was David's life. So a lion came while he was there alone. He killed it. A bear came. He killed it. So when he went out, when it was time and God launched him out to the national scene, he, wa he wasn't, pra he wasn't, he wasn't boasting. When Saul told him, and, and, ah, you're, ah, he, he, there was a confidence. Uh, well, actually, Lions and bears came for, for my father's flock too. In other words, this is the father's flock, the people of Israel. And I know exactly what happens to lions and bears, even though they appear so scary. David did not keep quiet. So he, he told Goliath <laughs> what will happen to Goliath. Go and check if anybody else was answering Goliath before. If you are not careful, Saul told him not to answer. Because rebellion makes you cowardly. In case you don't know. Rebellion takes away your strength. It makes you weak and afraid. And David was not, he, he wasn't following what was happening in the news. He didn't know. He had to even ask, uh, what, what did the king say? Um, uh, okay, I'll handle it. Can someone tell the king I'll handle it? That confidence is not earthly. That's not a natural confidence. That's from knowing their God. Those who know their God. They gave him armor. He, he removed it. He had no sword on him. He had stones because he was trained in slings. That's all he needed. Whatever God has trained you with is enough so far. Later on, did he use swords? Oh, yes, when he became a captain of a band, he was not using slings. But at this stage, oh, this is enough. I have five stones. Enough, 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 enough. I need only one for this buffoon. Bah! 
and there was a national victory. He, and he told him, he said, I will feed your body. The guy said, I'll feed. He said, me, I'll feed. It's me that I'll be serving. It's not me they'll be eating. It's you. It's you. He didn't go, eh, well, let's not, eh, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> no. He told him reality. It wasn't empty boasting. The other guy, which is what they do, empty boasting. But this guy had the real thing. He said, how dare you? You spoke against my God. How? Eh? And that was the end of Goliath Grundy. That was the end. He, he jammed David. Little David. Small David. He jammed. He jammed the wrong person. Why? David had been with God. They took note that they had been with Jesus. He had been with God. Making psalms. So, do you know how futile, child of God, oh please hear me. Do you know how much a waste of time it is, is you trying to be popular and famous. When all God wants you to do is be in a corner with sheep. Tending them. And worshipping him and getting to know him and meditating upon his beauty. Do you know how dangerous it is to try to be prominent when your job is to be hidden? Do you know the major reason for so much of the witchcraft that goes on in the body of Christ is the result of people who refused to tend for their father's sheep faithfully, another man's, quietly in their corner, and all they want. I look at people and know the ones who will practice witchcraft far ahead. And I sometimes I'm like, oh God, if you don't change, oh God, oh, you go to the lake of fire. It's guaranteed. Because you will practice witchcraft. There's no way you will not practice witchcraft. You love the applause of men. You love to be lifted. You love. You don't know how to be quiet. Because Jesus that was quiet for 30 years, son of God almighty, was quiet for 30 years. He didn't know what he was doing. Maybe I say because me, I was quiet for a long time. If someone asks you, like someone asks me, uh, as over, I used to like asking someone, what's this last? People ask him, and uh, why do you think what you're saying is right? Oh, because my mouth was shut for a very long time while I was inquiring, I was not shouting up and down, I was asking questions quietly, getting answers, asking. I was not out shouting every second, making noise, everything you know. Ah, do you know what I know? Do, ah, drop something. That's the attitude of you will resort to witchcraft because you come out empty. And when you start doing pong, 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 and they check pong, 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 empty, empty. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, here, small. Emptiness. So you have to pretend. Next thing you turn to the devil for help. To appear to have wit. Every time you'll be looking for something that sounds exciting. But none of that will mean anything. Your job is not to impress anybody. 
Dwell alone. Go back home. Dwell, be willing to dwell alone in a solitary place. Be willing. Are you hearing me? That's how David prepared for Goliath. By obeying those who ruled over him. His father in that instance. And when the day came. He could take down Goliath. You don't prepare for Goliath by going around shouting. Is there any Goliath? Hey, is there any Goliath? You die like a... I can't say chicken. Chickens are not that easy to kill. In the car where you die. You die like these small birds. The enemy will take you out. You'll be silenced before you begin. Before you did a complete kukuru. Ah. That's how many were silenced. Ah, this guy's called. Ah, this guy, this guy, this guy's anointed. Ah, ah, ah. Sexual immorality silences it. In those days, they will be silent. These days, they don't keep silent. They continue. Your lust is eating you like not corn. Corn is hard. Huh? Today's bread. Thank you. Have you heard that one? You know, tomorrow's yesterday's bread is <laughs> three days. Uh, but today's bread is very soft. That small round one. Lost is finishing you as though as though you're nothing. You're you're in uh, fire. If people know your condition, everybody will run from you. Yeah, you must pretend. I'm not saying loss does not tempt people. I thought I thought they might judge about loss attacks. Thereafter, everybody has a uh, loss. They say it's attack. No problem. I, I didn't stop them from saying it. You know, every time <laughs> have a lost attack. Maybe sixty percent, fifty is attack. Some is not attack anything. Some is you. Is the rubbish we're looking at? Which attack? Which attack? You pour perfume on the ground. Will we not smell it? You pour ice on the ground. Will you not smell it? You looked at lustful scenes. Will you not lost? If I slap your head. Lost attack. Which attack? Lost attack is when you have not done anything to invite lost. Are you hearing me? Let me just, sorry, don't be angry. I know you've been saying for years. It's like I'm betraying you into the hands of truth. Lost attack is that you have been reading your Bible, praying. You're normal. Nothing where you do. We're even near evil. And you're sitting for no reason in this earth. You have not seen a bad thing for, for six months. Then it hits you. Bam, 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 bam. It's as if they poured fire and petrol on you. <gasps> Lost. That's a, an attack. That's a demonic attack. Which you deal with like that. You spirit of loss, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Not when you sat down. Fetch petrol. Fetch petrol. Pour petrol. Take matches. Boom. Boom. Ah, attack. Which attack? <laughs> it's not attack there, babe. Know the difference, oh. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you. A pastor says every time he lost his heart. It's a lie. You use your hand and bought trouble. Sell it. Moab was terrified of the people because they were numerous. Indeed, Moab dreaded the Israelites. Do you see the roots of why Balak 
got a diviner to come and curse Israel, they are afraid of you. Let's keep going. So the Moabites said to the elders of Midian, the horde. Are you seeing Moab and Midian? Both of them are coming together to walk. It's two nations. The horde will devour everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. Since Balak, son of Zippor, was king of Moab at that time, he sent messengers to Balaam, son of Beor, at Pithor, which is by the Euphrates in the land of his people. Who knows where Euphrates is? It's one of the rivers that passes through Babylon, just for your information. It's the river. When you read, the Bible says the great river. Or sometimes they don't even say great. They just say the river without explaining. That is it. Euphrates. Behold, the people has come out of Egypt, said Balak. They cover the face of the land and have settled next to us. So please come now and put a curse on these people because they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I may be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. What is the curse needed for? Watch. Let's, let's study Bible. What is the cost needed for? When they cost them, they will all fall and die. When they cost them, when they now engage them in battle, they will be defeated. Are, are you seeing how that works? You see how a cost works? You see, this is how witchcraft works. It prepares you for defeat. It prepares you. So they teach you Jezebelian teaching. You receive it. Then when the devil comes, he does like this. Yeah. Witchcraft prepares the way. When the teachings of Jezebel come, they are equal to curses. So you hear it and believe it, and it weakens you. So when temptation comes and stands, let me give a life as a simple example. Temptation comes and says, You have been praying based on the books you read or the preacher. Or whoever you had. Who taught you to want money? Have you heard this statement? That anything you don't want, desire greatly, will run from you? Have you heard things like that? I don't know how to say it. Mm. And that's how a major tactic God's people are taught to love money. That you have to desire it. That's the love of money, which God said is the root of all kinds of evil. Very straightforward. So they teach you to directly disobey what God has said. Then someone comes and says to you, Guy, there's a job. Oh. It just it requires that you have heart. Small. There's a job. Ah, which heart again? Now I'm robbing. No now. Why are you talking like that? No now. Can I tell ah, no now, guy, don't talk like that. I'm an arm robber, please. You see, you've been prepared. You've been prepared. All those things you read about owning your own house before 25. Driving your own car. Never working for anybody. Being your own boss. Are all these popular concepts. Do you realize how dangerous it is to be your own boss without ever having a boss? I, I, I thought you shall. But there are new people here. Do you realize how dangerous it is to be a boss without ever having a boss? Jesus said, who will give you your own except you have first been faithful in another man's own? Do you understand that most people that seem to have something, 
If he said they will not give you your own, if you are not first faithful, it means many times you stole it because they didn't give you. Because for you to be given, you have to be faithful in another man's own. So where do you get what you're doing? You didn't work for someone. As anything, any job, you didn't work, you didn't serve, you were not under anyone. How were you apprenticed? How did you learn? They just came to me naturally. You're a dangerous person. You are trained. His name was Jacob. Was he very wealthy? Did he start wealthy? It doesn't matter who it is. Faithfulness is the key. If it's money or any of this thing, any other thing. And he comes and tells you there's this thing. You just do this, you just do that. And it teaches you fraud. Yahoo. And you call it a blessing. And to add punishment on top of you, well, you carry it and go and give as an offering. You defraud 72 people in Australia. You take their life savings. You take and you bring out and you make 18 million and you bring out 1.8 million. In fact, you make it two and give put in an offering basket. Now God will really punish you. No, you have been punished before, but now you have sealed it. You have brought the price of a dog. You are never to give a price of a dog of prostitution in the temple. The script, the law of God says it. You have brought, you're a dog. You have gone back to your vomit and you brought the price they paid for you and gave it. You should not have done that. You should have kept it. You should have shared it to your people you hate. What made the devil defeat you so easily? He had prepared the way by conveying a curse to you. The scriptures say that the scroll in Zechariah goes into the house of the liar and the thief. So, when you heard lies and you believe them, it becomes a curse to you. Remember, idols speak deceitful. Idols speak deceit. So, this love of money idol will deceive you. It's its job because that's what idols do. If you were with Jesus, with God, he wouldn't lie to you. He would tell you the truth. I think we should be talking and praying because I will not be able to come back and remember all these things. Huh? Rewind. Stand to your feet. Sorry. We'll do. You'll be sitting and standing. Let's all pray. I'll, ne I'll never remember to pray again. Every prayer point I give you, I'll suggest you pray it with. Pray it at once. Understand this, child of God. Understand this. I may not use hype. I should not. It's a sin. When you hype people, they don't think. When they are shouting too much, ah, ah, they will not think. When you want people to have knowledge and understanding, you, you're calm. So they can hear what you're saying and think and say, do I agree? Is it true? Does it make sense? That's godly. That's how people get knowledge and understanding. When you shout all over the place, no, everybody just feels, they are even nodding before you complete the sentence. Your grandmother is a, a crocodile. Yes, sir. 
preach it. Verse 1. First point. Ask the Lord that as you are approaching the place of entering your inheritance, that he will cover you from every attempt at, of witchcraft. Pray. Father, let me see the inheritances I'm about to begin to enter into and deliver me, deliver us from all works of witchcraft by your mighty power. Deliver us, deliver me, deliver the church, deliver this congregation, deliver our families from the works of witchcraft. Great God, keep us safe by your power. Surround us with your love. Preserve us by your hand. Lord Jesus, this is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Presume you have one minute for every prayer or less. They're going to pray the same prayer for Nigeria. Whatever Nigeria is about to enter in this phase, ask God that he would deliver this nation from the works of witchcraft in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for our nation and our country that you will protect this land from witchcraft. All the inducements to witchcraft that are about to be stirred up that is being worked up against us at this time. Great God, deliver, 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 save, deliver, deliver, deliver and save us. Surround us with peace. Keep us by your love. Surround us with your mercy. Great God, you are able to save. You are able to save. Save Nigeria. Deliver Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. 30 more seconds. Ask God to show us the inheritance we are about to enter. Jericho is the first city that will go down. So Jericho is standing and seeing Israel. Rahab told them that I said, the hearts of everyone has melted. They were across from Jericho, but on the other side of the Jordan. They hadn't crossed the Jordan yet. If they could see Jericho, Jericho could see them across. There were very many. And this other land, Moab, that is on this side where they are, was terrified. They were not even amongst those they were to attack. Do you know God had said they shouldn't attack Moab and Edom? They were not to be attacked. But their fear. Ask the Lord. Help us know what our nation is about to enter. Let us see the conquest, the victories that are ahead of us. Father, show us. Show us, O oh Lord, the victories we are about to experience. Let us see the land that is before us. Give us a clue. Prepare us. Equip us, Father, for the victories that are lying before our land. Oh God, give us context for our experiences. Give us context for our experiences. Mighty Father. Mighty God. In the name of Jesus. Balak, son of Zippor, saw and was terrified. They were afraid. What do we pray? That they shouldn't be afraid and try to curse us? 
they can't help it. They know when they see there's a generation that seek the Lord. Huh? Who insists on having clean hands? When you hear, I've heard stories of family members pushing their children to all sorts of evil. Because your parents may be involved, I won't ask you to raise your hand or anything. So many times in this congregation, I've heard people that we have taught to love the Lord, to fear God, to obey God. And you will hear that it's their parents, many of them church-going parents, some pastors, elders, deacons, pushing their children to do evil, to sin. So I'm here telling the children, don't do this, don't do this. Everyone, you know, as a child of God, you must not do this. And their father and mother. I have parents who hate me because their children have obeyed me to not do evil. I mean direct, I mean cheating, illegal things, dishonest things. And the parents have brought out money. They want to pay for evil, for wrong. And the child is like, I'm a Christian, I can't do it. They're like, are you a Christian more than me? This is a child who, these are children who before then were not Christians. Now they want to obey the Lord. It is fear that comes on them. Fear that God is going to over, override the land, this horde, that, 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 that they will be silenced in their error. It's fear, even though you're not planning to attack them. Among the reasons, because these were the sons of Lot. Moab is a son of Lot, as is Ammon. And God told, go and read Deuteronomy 1, 2. He said, don't attack them. I won't give you any of their land. It doesn't matter. You're not planning to attack them, but they're afraid. I want you to ask the Lord. Every Balak spirit that seeks to do us harm, it will fail. Long before it even starts, it, you know how the story went now? We will see a little. Balaam blessed them multiple times. Balaam said, stop, stop, stop. I brought you to cause them. You cannot come to lesson them. But let's deal with Balak even before he starts living. Ask the Lord that Balak will be silenced. Pray. Father, we ask, silence Balak. Let him fail in his desire to liaise with Midian. End every association. Mighty God, silence Balak. Silence Balak. Let his fear not result in his attempt to hurt us. Let him be afraid in a corner. Let him be afraid and be silenced. Let him be afraid and go into hiding. Every attack that arises due to fear, the fear of wicked and sinful people, the fear of those who do not fear God, the fear of those who have no regard, Silence them in the name of Jesus.
Next verse. They dreaded them. So he consulted with Midian. Let us ask the Lord that every attempt to associate, to plan evil, that when they associate together, they will scatter. Huh? When they come together, they will scatter. The association will not work. When they come in anywhere and say, we are going to do this or we are going to do that, it will fail. Huh? Let it fail. Let it fail completely. Pray. Every Midian association, every Midianite conspiracy, everyone that seeks to join forces, Father, let it fail. Let it come to naught. In the name of Jesus, Almighty God. Separate them. Separate them, great God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we ask the same thing concerning our nation. We ask the same thing concerning our people. We ask the same thing concerning Nigeria. Take one minute. Ask, listen to me. As Nigeria goes further and further into its prophetic destiny, there are prophecies about this nation going through levels, phase by phase, and will enter into purpose will enter into the plans of God. So every time we enter a new phase, we are closer to the promises of God. Okay? Little by little. Ask the Lord that every association of wicked people right now sorts of witchcraft must be going on all over this land. Ask every attempt, it will fail. Pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the associations fail. All those conspiracies they try to bring together. Different men and women who seek power, who are afraid of change, who are afraid of light and truth. Let it fell, let it fell, let it fell, let it fell. Let them associate together. And let them scatter. Let them associate and let them scatter. Thank you, Lord God. Amen.
Finally, let's ask, because the church is about to enter new things. Okay, the church. I don't mean us as a local assembly only. That was the first prayer. Second one's for the nation. Let's pray for the church in Nigeria. That the phase we are about to enter, all the works of witchcraft that attempt to arise against the body of Christ. Listen, by the body of Christ, I don't mean everybody. Because like one of those prophecies, visions we had, he said, he said, they are not my church. And different people have said these things. You don't look at everybody that says Jesus and say, oh, that must be a Christian. It's not true. It's not a matter of anything. It's just not true. There are people, they are not part of the church of God. They are workers of iniquity. They are spots on our, in our face. They are pretenders. Scriptures say that even the messengers, the angels of Satan pretend to be preachers of righteousness. Let's ask God that every walk of darkness, of witchcraft, association coming together against the church, he give you 30 seconds. Let it fail. Let it fail in the name of Jesus. Every walk of darkness. We ask you, our Father, that we will have victory in the name of Jesus over every walk of wickedness, over every walk of darkness, over every walk. Let it fail, let it fail, let it fail, let it fail. Let it fail completely. When they come together, let them scatter in a thousand directions. Let them scatter in a thousand directions. Yes, God. For you are the God who determines all things. You are the God who determines all things. You are the God who is King. You are the God who is Lord. Yes, God. You are the God. Thank you, God. Let them be scattered in every direction. Those that seek to come against your people, let them scatter. In seven ways, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Next verse. Keep going. I know you're going to have to write. But we'll pray this, then you sit down for a while. Please come now and put a cross on these people because they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I may be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. This divine had authority. He had acquired spiritual authority and could bless and curse people. And it worked. This is not fake. It was real. A curse precedes defeat. I want you to ask the Lord. Every curse of witchcraft that is presently in your, your own life now is there. However it got there. I'm not that interested. Ask the Lord. Now, again, I don't have time. We don't have time. So I'm not going to go into all the explanation how a Christian can get a curse. It's a curse without a cause, a reason that does not land. If a curse has a cause, it has an excuse. It will land though. 
Judas's curse had a cause. It landed on him. It's better I was not born. True, true, it's better I was not born. His bishopric, let another take, is from a psalm where that course was given. It landed on Judas. They quoted it in Acts of the Apostles. They quoted a course from Psalms on top of Judas. Why? Because Judas had given the course an excuse to land. Do you understand? Judas had given a course an excuse to arrive. If he had never done what he did, that course would have nowhere to land. So let me read for you. <clears throat> Psalm 109 verse 8. Have you ever read Psalm 109? Who knows? He had courses in it. Ah, it's a day of vengeance Psalm. Let his days be few and let another take his office. Who is this? No, no, this is Psalm 109. Judas was not born. I'm explaining how curses work. In the short, oh yeah, sit down right briefly in case you need to sit, sit, sit. 26, verse 2. This is not it. Like a fluttering sparrow or darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. Did you hear? Put it in BBE or something. Let me read it for someone to understand well. <clears throat> As the sparrow in her wandering and the swallow in her flight, so the curse does not come without a curse. The curse will not land. That curse, it will be like that bird flying and not landing. But when you give it a reason, it will sit on you. So I'm giving you an example. Psalm 109. Start from verse 1 and we'll stop at verse 9. O God of my praise, be not silent. For wicked and deceitful mouths open against me. They are not just wicked, they are deceitful. They speak against me with lying tongues. Have you seen this? This is witchcraft. Deceitful tongues. Lying, saying things that they shouldn't say or do. One, they lie against him. They surround me with hateful words and attack me without cause. Do you see? They surround me with hateful words and attack me without, without cause. Did we just see Proverbs 26 say that the cause has to have a cause? Without a cause. These people, did they have a cause to attack whoever they were attacking here? Did Jesus do anything that they had a right to attack him? This is how to... Do you remember if you ascend the hill, your hands must be clean? The, 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 your garments must be washed? Oh, I hope you understand what I'm telling you. The most powerful power against witchcraft is the absence of evil speaking. Are you listening? Yes, the most powerful power against witchcraft is the absence of sin in your life. Just be free of it. Go and read Ezekiel 18 if you want more. Be clean. 
It breaks up. Now, I'm not saying if you sin, God will not forgive you and that every curse will land on you. Are you hearing me? I'm not saying every curse will land on you because you have sin. That's why you must confess your sin. When you confess your sin, it's like, it says the blood of Jesus, First John 1, cleanses you from all unrighteousness. So it makes you clean again. When you acknowledge your sin, when you repent, when you bring forth fruit of repentance, you stole this watch from her. And you now say, God, I'm sorry. Don't keep the watch and say, God, I'm sorry. Please take the watch back. I'm sorry. Drop it and run. If you need to run. But don't keep the watch and say, God, I know I've sinned. Forgive me. Forgive me, amen. I receive your forgiveness. You're, you're daft. Are you real? And this is what people are doing everywhere. And you wonder why your life has causes. The thing is still in your possession. <laughs> this is a curse. And a curse will land on it. You better move that thing away from your territory. When Jacob came out of Laban's land, he said, everyone that has any idol, bring it out. He buried it at the foot of the tree and left. He knew the importance of being clean. If you're not clean, you have... The birds will just be landing. For those who don't know what these birds are, Matthew 13 tells you what they are. It says they are demons. Demons. Satan. Angels are represented by birds. So are demons. So when you have demonic birds fluttering all over you, that's why you won't sleep. So let's just get rid of the reason. Let everything be clean. Have you heard me? All this jumping around from place to place, person to person, place to place, person to person, looking for help, looking for help. It's, need, it's not needed. You could be seven years and witches couldn't touch you. Stay clean. Or keep misbehaving and then looking for, for security. Endlessly in this world. It's not necessary. However, Let's just go on. They surround me with hatred. In return for my love, they accuse me. But I am a man of prayer. Did he love them? Are you seeing this a good guy? He doesn't deserve to be attacked. He shows them love and they return it with the accuse, accusations. They lie against them. You do someone good. You show them kindness. You show them love. And they attack you. Very dangerous thing. The other day I was talking to someone. I said, be careful. You have to tell your family members to back off. Why? Because next thing they will cross. And the thing will do like this at me. And come straight back. Not because I will cross back. Because I, know I don't cross people back for crossing me. But it's what happens. So don't, for, for their sake, don't let them cross me. Tell them good things. Why? Because I can't be showing you love. Showing you kindness. Doing acts of kindness to you that they, they don't even know. Partly because you won't tell. So they curse. What do you think happens when a curse goes out? And this is real. Again, I don't like going into these things. It's very real. 
So what I normally feel afraid when someone starts crossing me is, oh God, oh God, oh God. I never think, oh God, this may affect me. It doesn't even occur to me. All I think is, oh God, oh God. I, all I see is a boomerang going, bam, and hitting them. So I start praying for them. That's how confident I am. I start praying for them. Ah, oh God, have mercy on them or forgive them. Have mercy on them. Have mercy on them. Have mercy on them. Have mercy on them. That's how I've lived for years. A cross with that. Those birds, sometimes they, they don't go back empty handed. They come back and say, I beg. Ah, ah. Why did you send us that kind of job? Didn't you know the man is innocent? Yeah, he's not innocent anything. Demons know. That you don't want to know. Is that your problem? The demons know. They see, they come, they see white. They are looking for spots to land on. In day. They will fly back. That kind of migration flight. They will come back and trouble you. This is real. So in return for my love. You know sometimes it's better if you are not loving people. But if you are loving them. Ah, very dangerous. And that's what happened to Judas and some others. I'm a man of prayer. Keep going. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my love. Did Judas do this? Set over him a wicked man. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. Are you seeing how this guy got into trouble? The accuser stood at his right hand and began to do what happened to Joshua the high priest in the book of Zechariah. When he is tried, let him be found guilty. This is bad. When you are tried, what do you want to be found? Innocent, not guilty. But you see, this is a curse that has gone out on this person who is returning evil for good. And may his prayer be regarded as sin. Ouch! When your prayer is a sin. So every time you open your mouth to pray, you have sinned again. Chai! This is bad. Oh yeah, let's finish. May his days be few. I told the people in the church below, uh, the, the other church, this one, I said, Judas died young. He did. In less than 50 days from Jesus dying, he died. Jesus rose after three. Jesus has not risen yet. Eh? Uh, because Jesus was innocent. Uh, Judas was not. May his days be few. Are you seeing why he died? May another take his position. Have you seen that one? I hope you've seen it well. May another take his position. Let another take his office. Okay? Now jump just from where you are. Straight all the way to Acts chapter 1 verse 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his position. Did we see where he came from? Let me give you the other passage, but we won't read it. Wait, the upper part. It's Psalm 69 verse 25. This is how scriptures work. One is Psalm 109, one is, you know, one is Psalm 69 verse 25. That's where he said their place should be deserted, and let there be no one to dwell in their tents. Seeing that? Judas came and qualified for this course and the birds landed. Are you seeing? How many hundreds of years since the course was uttered? Those birds, demons don't 
die from flying on. Causes, they don't die. Can just stay like that. Then you qualify. Bam. And this is what makes people wonder. But I'm a child of God. Did you create reason that God is so good? He told you how to stay free. If you confess your sin, He's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Why didn't you repent? It is why I'm amazed when Christians hold on to sin. I just keep saying, you don't understand though. There is no way you understand. If you understand, you will get rid of that sin. You, you go and back now in the blood of Jesus. So the scripture saying James 5, he said, if, is there any sick? Let him call the elders. If he has sinned, the prayer of faith will remove it. Therefore, confess your faults one to another. If it's not needed, why is he saying you should confess? Because some sicknesses are simply curses. A plague. That's all. And proper repentance breaks its power. Because the devil has nothing to land on. Is this clear? Alright. Someone will say, ah, if it's this one, then nobody... Will. No, just from down. Repent, then keep your hands clean. Ah, what about when temptation comes? Every time you sin, get ready. The possibility of a curse coming on you. There are so many curses. They are not flying around. No, in Christ Jesus, there's no curse. Enjoy. Sin. Go and sin. you find out if there's a curse or not. It's in Christ Jesus that the curse is removed. When you step out of, to sin, you must step out of Christ Jesus. Have you not read that against the fruit of the Spirit, there is no law? But that the law is for the those who do wrong. So when you start doing wrong, the law is in force over your head. If you live righteous, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. What happens when you're fulfilling the loss of your flesh? Are you walking in the spirit? Then when you're walking in the flesh, the wages of sin is dead. Uh, preachers have tried so hard in their confusion to prove that no, in Christ Jesus, curses cannot work. Then what does John... The apostle mean when he says there's a sin unto death. For such I do not say you should pray. Have you not read? Is that in the Old Testament, New Testament? Is it before the cross or after it? There's a sin unto death. For such I do not say you should pray. If any man see his brother commit a sin unto death. If you turn him. From the error of his ways. You have saved a soul from death. How could death come on you when you're in Jesus? You're a brother. You better not be believing upside down preaching. Some are not willfully lying. They are just confused. I encourage you. To not be confused. There's a sin. He was talking to brethren. And this is John the Apostle of Love. So please, cool down. All these mindsets we have about when uh, the effect of sin stopped. Uh, the, this. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is not what you think. You would like it not to be so. Alright? So I gave you First John, a sin unto death. And I also gave you James 5, verse 20. Oh, 19 and 20. Okay? First John 5, verse 16. There is a sin unto death. James 5 verse 19 and 20. 
if any of you should wander from the truth. If one of you, do you see wandered from the truth? And someone should bring him back. Consider this, whoever turns the sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and cover over a multitude of sins. His soul from death. I have saved his soul from death. Go back to the other one, First John 5.16. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he should ask God who will give life to those who commit this kind of sin. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying he should ask regarding that sin. There is a sin you pray for, you are wasting time. That's why the whole focus is on getting the brother or sister to repent. Repentance is the way out. Are you hearing me? You want to escape witchcraft and death? What did Jesus say? I will, cast, I will punish her children with, with death. Did we not read it together yesterday? The children of Jezebel suffered death. Why? Because they come under a curse. A curse from God himself. Don't joke. The scriptures cannot be broken. Judas qualified, so he got paid. It was for whoever betrayed Jesus. It was for whoever returns evil for good. Is this clear? I hope you understand this. I hope you understand these things. Happy are you if you do them. Now that you understand them, happy are you if you do them. Back to Numbers. Keep going. The elders of Moab departed with the fees for divination. Are you seeing? Do you see the money they carried to go and pay Balaam? They came to Balaam and relayed to him the words of Balak. Keep going. Spend the night here, Balaam replied, and I will give you the answer that the Lord speaks to me. Who speaks? The Lord. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. Then God came to Balaam and asked, Why are these men with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent me this message. Behold, skip forward. But God said to Balaam, Do not go with them. You are not to curse these people, for they are blessed. You don't curse them, they are blessed. Are you seeing? So once you are blessed, you cannot be cursed, right? Hallelujah. I wish it could be so. I wish it could be so. Skip forward. No, 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 not in the same chapter. Just jump the chapter. Because I don't want us to run out of time and some people never see what I want to show you. So again, you don't say, Pastor Ita, this Pastor Ita, I think he gets confused sometimes. Because how can he say, the Bible has said that, 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 that there's no cause, there's no enchantment. <laughs> Numbers 25. Verse 1 to 3. While Israel was staying in Shittim, the men began to indulge in sexual immorality with the daughters of Moab, who also invited them to the sacrifices for their gods. And the people ate and bowed down to these gods. Do you see them eat? Have you read when the Bible says someone that says he's a brother? We read in 1 Corinthians 5 that you shouldn't eat with such people. 
Do you know why we break bread? Oh, Jesus. Why is there never enough time on this earth? Do you understand when you sit down with people that are of the same heart, pursuing the same thing, and you eat together? It's covenant. These are covenant meals. Do you know when you sit down to eat with people that worship other gods? Why he said this so-called brother and sister that lives in immorality, don't eat with them. He wasn't just talking. He was saying, don't enter covenant. You're entering covenant. So that you're eating together. And hey, take one meat. You know this sister. I'm Hey, it's not unbelievers. Have you heard me? If it's an unbeliever, we know we are not the same kingdom. But if it's one who calls himself a brother or sister, you're eating together. You're, you're, you're creating covenants in the spirit realm that God completely disagrees with. He backs off that thing. And that's how you destroy everybody. Very dangerous. No joke. It is why sex, when you see a church, when the body of Christ comes to a place where sexual immorality is normal. Huh. Where sexual immorality is not. We don't even know what we are doing. Because in the spirit realm, what you have is this thing. You are attending sacrifices to their gods. And the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel joined in worshipping Baal of Peor and the anger of the Lord burned against them. Then the Lord said to Moses, take all the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord. So that his fierce anger may turn away from Israel. Jump to verse 9. Everybody read with me. One, two, go. But those who died in the plague numbered 24,000. I have a few questions to ask you. Answer me very quickly. These people that died are Moabites or Israelites? Is it the same ones that were blessed that could not be cursed? Do you think they committed a sin unto death? But they are blessed. Be careful what you believe. It may destroy your life. Just 240 people that. Am I seeing well? 24? How many people died? How many people died when Balaam tried to cause them? Zero. Had they committed sexual immorality by now? Had they eaten things? No. When Balaam, go back, go back. See, you're the ones keeping us. Go back, go back to our numbers 22. Go back. Let's fly. Come and put a curse on these people. He refused. He said, if Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not do anything small or great to go beyond the command of the Lord my God. So now please stay here overnight as the others did, that I may find out what else the Lord has to tell me. This is how to get into trouble. When God has spoken clearly and you ask him to talk again, this is when God goes into, oh, you're testing me mode. Then he starts giving you the opposite of what he means. This is where he says, go. For those who have not heard it before, go and listen. There are many messages I preached on it. When God gives you meat, when you say, we are tired of this man, and God say, oh, you, you want meat? Okay. When God says yes, and you say, God, don't worry. Thank you. No, I don't want. When you complain bitterly, after he has spoken clearly, I want you to be in this place, and you complain bitterly. 
and a door opens for an amazing job. And as you're walking out into it, because you're blind and stupid, you don't know, the, your soul is lost. As you're going, you're gone. Like the next time you have, you'll be in your senses for some people is on the day of judgment. When God is going to tell you, depart from me, walk out lawlessness. Or, you buried what I gave you. You had the audacity. And you're like, God, but who opened that door that time? And you ask you, do you have a Bible? You don't know, you can test me. And I'll say the opposite of what you, what I, I told you the night before, don't curse them for their blessed. They came back and offered you more money. You came and asked me again what I'm saying. Were you deaf the first time? This is Ezekiel 14. For those who haven't read it, go and read it. This is 1 Kings 22. When God sends a lying spirit to deceive you so he can kill you. That night, God came to Balaam and said, since these men have come to summon you, get up and go with them. If, for those who don't know the story and did not read a book of Bible stories, he said, go with them. Then sent an angel to stand on the road and kill them. Who knows? He, 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 the same journey, this journey, as they are going, he didn't send the angel to kill all the rest of them. He sent him to just kill Balaam. Why did God come to him and say, uh, since, they, uh, since they have come to summon you, get up and go with them. Yeah, uh, but you must only do what I tell you. Next verse. So in the morning, he got up, sat his donkey. How many of you think he was happy? With the kind of wealth they promised him. <laughs> the guy was, ah, shatata. Went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was kindled because Balaam was going along. This is where people read and say the Bible is confusing. It's not confusing at all. This kind of thing does not happen once in the Bible. It happens multiple times. And there's something you must do to qualify for God to put you. And that's Ezekiel 14. Where you test the Lord your God. And he says, I'll kill you. Since you... That's why I tell people sometimes, when you want to misbehave, don't involve God. Just go and misbehave. Don't go and be inquiring from God. Can I sin successfully? He'll just give you transfer money. See, this is the God that... God revealed this thing to me in 1999, 2000. I almost fainted. I was like... My life was transformed. I have never been a normal Pentecostal since then. It's Ezekiel 14. Then he showed me seven other passages also. I couldn't believe what I was reading. I was like, this God, I, I feared God from that day. I've never been in, I was never able to be normal like my mate, ever. I always had in my mind that God can give you death. Psalm 78 is there, plain. He said he gave them meat. While they still eat it, they died. He said, he said they didn't finish satisfying. He said, I'm going to eat these four pieces. He said they didn't finish. They died. But God gave them. Moses even told God, ah, God said, go and tell them they'll eat meat. He said, where will I get to? Even if we kill all our animals, it won't be enough. And God told him, am I a human being like you? Come on, go and tell them what I said. Okay, God said, tomorrow you eat meat. Not once did God reveal to him. That is going to give them chop and die. He didn't, he didn't tell Moses at all. He just released. I think maybe avian flu birds or COVID. But I don't know what he gave them. Or Ebola birds. I don't know. But they died at once. It, it didn't take three days. They were dying as they were eating. That's the kind of food God gave them. When they asked him for birds. 
we must eat meat. Be very careful. And the Bible lets you know it's not everyone that ate it. The Bible says all who ate it. So there are those who knew, whom God restrained. Say, so don't eat that thing. Don't, don't join. Stay away from that thing. When you see people carry money and go and lose. When you see people get into all sorts of problems. They, it's a lot. You prepared for it. When you see some people avoiding every problem, these troubles that will come on this are earth. When you see some people that will never enter some roads, that is every time you keep hearing of what happened. You think it's on the day of trouble that you learn to walk with God. How? You must have been walking with God steady. And it's not gift. Balaam had gift. He did not have obedient relationship. He loved money. More than God. God was angry because Balaam was going along. Did you and me not see God tell him to go along? And the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding his donkey and his two servants were with him. It may have been a lying spirit that came and lied to him, but God allowed it. Why didn't God tell him, don't go, don't go? 1 Kings 20, for those who don't know, write it down. Go and read 1 Kings 20. You see the full divine veil pulled away and see what happens when a human being sins a sin unto death. That is, the person is intent. So God, okay, according to your words, so be it unto you. Now, keep going. Jump, jump uh, down to verse Verse 20, uh, are you in cha chapter 23? Just jump. Go and read this story. He went there and God told him, after trying to kill him thrice, one journey, three accident attempts, one journey. His donkey saved his life. That's why I preached a message long ago. Do you have donkeys? Do you have people that bear you like a burden? People that carry you in this life. If you don't have, you're likely finished already. Most people, when you see and they say something, I'm always asking, was there nobody that carries that person? Was there nobody? And I know most people have nobody. His donkey saved him. Where a person does not hear God alone, at least may he have someone who bears his burdens, who has been bearing his burdens. The burden that is him. May the burden that is you, may there be someone who has been willing to carry you. Because the day they step aside, every assassin angel sent your way will succeed. His donkey dodged another time, dragged him, and he beat the donkey. Then the third time, the donkey just sat down and refused to move. And he said, if I was with a sword, I would kill you, stupid donkey. And God pitied the donkey's beatings. And the donkey spoke. God did a miracle unheard of anywhere else. And said, have I not been serving you all this time? Have I not ministered to you all this time? Have I ever misbehaved? Why, why are you beating me? Go and read the story. Which is why, why I as a minister who carries burdens, sometimes I look at people and say, in my mind, I'm like, have I done you wrong before? Why would you attack me? You're very unwise. 
Because the actions of those who carry people as burdens saves them. It does not harm you. Those who fight, those who can, I've seen it, I've seen it so many times. They kill the donkey, they attack it, they speak against it and walk away and one, two, three, they are gone. They are gone. Some physically, they die. Some spiritually, most spiritually, they are gone. They kill themselves because they don't know what to preserve. They, they don't have sin. Greed makes you blind to the spirit. I thought, how many of you know that Balaam, go and read it, sees visions with his eyes open. Why did he not see the angel? That's what greed will do to you. That's what the doctrine of Balaam will do to you. Go and read it in the book of Revelation. Jezebel's teachings and Balaam's doctrines are two things that are used to attack the church very powerfully. You must avoid them because they all look attractive. And at the root of both of them, involved in both of them is idolatry and a love of money. Go and read the book of Jude. Go and ask for my series on the book of Jude where I taught on the doctrine of Balaam. Have you heard? Please, that thing should be pulled out and put out there. Go and listen to the doctrine of Balaam. The teaching of Balaam is like the teaching of a prophet who is a man of God teaching you. Balaam was a man. He said, what the Lord will say to me. When you read chapter 23, you see how he was operating in the prophetic. Very powerful. He said, the man who sees visions with his eyes open. He was no small person. Kings regarded him. He was no small person. He knew the things of the spirit. But he couldn't see when death was sent his way. It was a side comment. But you better have donkeys. You better have those who have carried you. And you better recognize the role they play. I see people despise people. I'm, I'm terrified. I beg God. I'm like, God, can we, can we just pretend they are babies? Oh, God. Because you open up yourself to very scary things. Some people, the only method you know that makes you respect people is that they terrify you and extort you and deceive you and lie to you and oppress you. Like 2 Corinthians says. That's the only, so, but when people are calm, gentle, you can't. But the truth is, the one who carries you, <laughs> many times is the only one that can turn you from the error of your way and save your soul from death. That donkey was a brother. Finally, jump down to verse 21 to 23. I'll stop there. Numbers 23, 21. He considers no disaster for Jacob. He sees no trouble for Israel. The Lord their God is with them. Do you remember when the king is with you? Herman is dealt with? This is how to overcome witchcraft. I'm giving you the primary overall way. I know you are expecting to hear one. Wake up by 12. Abby, two. Huh? Fasting, three. Uh, 
So, thank you. So I seed. Uh, aloe vera. Olive oil. Have oil. Always have oil. Pour it and carry a small bottle. Mark the doors of your house. What else? Don't make sounds that are not full sentence words. Come and sleep in church. Sprinkle the blood. But that's uh, uh, wine. Communion water. Sprinkle it. It will provide a fence. Uh, any of these things you are saying, do we see it as we are studying? Uh, the one me I am saying, have, how many, uh, do you know if we have 10 more hours, I will show you 200 more places to confirm what I am saying. I have told you this is how God trains me. He shows me the thing everywhere. So it, you can't argue with it. You have to be very wicked to oppose what is so clear. The Lord their God, there is no trouble for Israel. The Lord their God is with them. The shout of the king is among them. Next verse. God brought them out of Egypt to be strength like a wild ox. For there is no spell against Jacob. And no divination against Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and Israel. What great things God has done. Give us in King James. Because we will not be happy if you don't read in King James. You know it's not this spell thing. Oh yeah, I want to go. Like your mother. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel. What had God wrought? That sounds Christian. Hallelujah. All this new English. Sir. No enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. Who said this? God. God through Balaam. Later, Balaam went over and taught the people. Chapter 31. Jump to chapter 31. I told you verse 8. Hmm? Uh, read verse 1 first, then verse 8. Everyone, see what happened to Balaam. The greedy prophet, the witch doctor prophet, the, the diviner prophet. Among, no, I said from verse 1 first. Chapter 31, I want you to see the context. And the Lord said to Moses, verse 2, Take vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. How many Israelites? 24,000. How did they do it? Was it through a course? No, there was no cause. Go and read the story, chapter 22, please, and 23. There was no cause. He kept blessing them. He kept blessing them. And at the end, he said, surely there's no cause. There's no enchantment. You can't cause these people. They are blessed. And he left. And the king, Balak, was angry with Balaam. Then Balaam went behind. And gave them the doctrine, the teaching of Balaam. Just like Jezebel. Take vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. After that, you'll be gathered to your people. Jump down to verse 8. Among the slain, those that were killed were Evi, Rechem, Zor, Hor, and Reba. Read with me. The five kings of Midian, they also killed Balaam, son of Beor, with the sword. Have you seen this? I thought he was a prophet of God. Why did they kill him? Why should they kill him? In war, do you kill everyone? Why did they not spare Balaam? You won't understand till you read the book of Jude, as I told you, until you read the book 
of Revelation. When you read the book of Revelations, you're going to see what happened and why they had to kill Balaam. Balaam taught the people the doctrines, the teachings. The word doctrine means teaching. He taught them just like Jezebel taught them. The same wicked teaching. Chapter 2, verse 14. But I have a few. This is a church in Pergamum. But I have a few things against you. This is a church whom God is like, okay, you guys are trying. You guys are trying. Start from verse 12 so you understand. So the angel of the church in Pergamum writes, these are the words of the one who holds a sharp double-edged sword. What is Jesus introduced as carrying here? Don't say what is there. Tell me what he's holding. Huh? Please say. I say, don't tell me sword now. Don't annoy me. Tell me what that thing is. Every time Jesus introduces himself in the book of Revelation to one of the churches, he's up. The, what, how he introduces himself tells you something. Here, he introduces himself as the one who is holding the word of God. Why? Why does he not talk about fire in his eyes or legs of bronze and all that? Because of the message he's coming with. Whatever faults you see among those people or good thing, know that why he came with that particular attire or garb or in that appearance is directly connected. He comes with the word of God, a two-edged sword in his mouth. That's what he comes with. The word, the living word, the rema, the word that God is saying now. That's what he came with. He didn't come with many other, he, he came with one thing, the word of God. The words of the one who holds the word of God. The twelfth sword. Sharp. I know where you live, where the throne of Satan sits. Yet you have held fast to my name. Is this good? And have not denied your faith in me. Is this impressive? Even in the days where my faithful witness Antipas was killed among you, where Satan dwells. Are these people faithful? Have they suffered persecution and endured? But I have a few things against you. Abi, you see they are not satanists, Abi. Yes, you see they have struggled, Abi. Yes, because some of you, say some. some. Some of you hold to the teaching of Balaam. Let's see what Balaam did and why they had to kill Balaam. Who taught Balak to place a stumbling block before the Israelites? So they would eat food sacrificed to idols and commit sexual immorality. Do you know this is not written in the book of Numbers? So you, this, this is why this is how you must read your Bible. You must read all. You must compare spirituals with spirituals. Why did they kill Balaam? Oh, they killed Balaam because it's Balaam that sent in the female squad. When the cross wouldn't work, and he thought about the room full of gold. Ah, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. That is why once I hear a new servant of God, I hear by a servant of God, I do one thing. 
I listen to what he says about money. I don't waste time. It's not hard to know. I know some of them are confused. I, I, they are those ones. I can manage them. But when is the one that you know? Once I hear what you say about money, I know, I know what you have been eating. And I know, you see this belief, you believe this person will lead people to sin. The mighty prophet Balaam, for the love of money, was intent. He didn't care that God didn't want these people cursed. He didn't mind them being cursed. As long as you get paid for it. He couldn't sleep thinking of that money that he has lost. So he said, listen, Oga, it's not only through curses you can defeat people. If it's curse, you will not defeat these people. But you can get them to commit suicide. Get them to sin voluntarily. Their God will kill them. Because their God is a holy God. He doesn't take nonsense. As witchcraft has come into the church, the church has prepared itself to be destroyed by itself. It is why you hear people claim, there's no enchantment. They quote those scriptures and things are still happening to them left, right and center. Because the love of money is there. The worship of idols is there. Sexual immorality is there. All the ingredients needed for a curse for defeat to land. After all, the purpose of the course is to prepare the way for defeat. So if you still got defeated at the end, why are you that bothered about a course? The goal is not the course. The course is the precursor to the goal. The goal is your defeat because we are at war. Summary, witchcraft is the devil's attempt to fight and bring down the camp of God's people. The camp of God's people cannot be attacked from external sources without their shield dropping. Sexual immorality, immorality and idolatry is the primary thing that tears down the shield. Therefore, primary expressions of witchcraft come across through sexual immorality and the love of money. Which is covetousness. Greed. So children of the good God. Be free. Of idols. And let no mention. Ephesians 5. Be made. It shouldn't even be suggested. That there is immorality in your life. It should even be suggested. This attitude that has become commonplace in Christianity. Where you think you can misdo. And then say I'm sorry. I've told you many times. God will forgive you. But you do not understand what you are doing. Your brain should set in stone. That you will never commit immorality. Stop sleeping now. I don't care how long you've been sleeping. Don't, I don't care if you are sick or dying. Don't sleep. If you're sleeping now, it's witchcraft. Don't sleep, don't sleep, don't, don't sleep at all. You better hear what I'm saying. Ephesians 5, verse 2, 3, 4, 3, 4. It's 4, 7. But among you, as is proper among the saints, there must not be even a... Do you know why a hint is?
as is proper among the saints. What is the habit among saints? Set apart ones. There shouldn't even be a hint. He didn't say there shouldn't be sexual immorality. He said there shouldn't be a hint. Do you, oh, you don't know what a hint is. This is a hint. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a hint. You see my hand doing like this. Whatever I'm trying to do. Maybe I'm trying to tell him to move someone away or something. That's a hint. A hint can be my eyebrow. A hint that this fan is not touching me. Maybe me coming over and over again during the meeting. Instead of standing here, I'll come and stand here. And I'll stand and I'll, I'll do like this briefly and look that way. And keep talking. I'm hinting. Hints are very light. Do you understand? A hint is not a committing. Go and check it well. It's a hint. It's a very light reference. It's, it's, it's. Try, I'm telling them leave, you know, without. That's a hint. The scriptures say there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality amongst Christians. It's not a mistake. They knew why this was written. When you ignore these things, you open up yourself to witchcraft. Spells, curses land on you. Cha, 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 cha. Then they start eating away at your life. And you cry out and no help comes. Because often you don't even repent about what matters. And God in his mercy sometimes, he delivers you. But you keep entering trouble because you don't understand. It's now, the higher you go, the more prominent, the greater the job God wants to give you. The worse it is. It is why Satan ties up so many servants of God so completely. You couldn't talk to them for them to listen. There's nothing you could tell them and they will listen to you. Because they are completely bound. If it's not both, it is one. If it's not immorality, it is the love of money. If it's not love of money, it's immorality. You see people walking around. If you know some of the people that are greatly admired, if you know the immorality they are living in. Because they ate Balaam's doctrine. Or of any kind of impurity. There should even be a hint of any kind of impurity or of greed. Listen, I don't care what generation this is. I have no interest whatsoever in all the things. Oh, it's very common. And uh, we don't know. And uh, this thing is, uh, you know, it's by grace. So this is not by righteousness. All over the place, people have been inserted with elements of witchcraft. And they don't know how. I've told you how. Are you going to fight as though your life depends on it now? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, all oh, oh, the apology. Uh, well, I, I saw you. I, I, I don't think. Uh, well, I just called her. It, it, it's not like, I, I just said, let me visit. It, it's not like, I mean, say, no, now, brother. And because I don't want him to feel too guilty. He's already feeling bad. And uh, me, 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 me. You don't know what you're doing. We don't know what we've done to ourselves. Look at this church. One of the most holy churches I've ever seen. In fact, I've never seen. This is the most holy church I know. Personally. We have a very low, very low rate. And even where people have fallen into immorality, almost zero is amongst members. 
it turns it's out maybe they stumbled here maybe someone kissed someone someone hugged someone someone even went the whole gamut of the way but almost never is it within our members and it's very low compared to what's happening everywhere the bible says there should even be a hint it's because in your brain there's space for it that's why there's something in your mind that says No, I'll never, I'll never go the whole way. It's just, I'm just going to, I'm, there should even be a hint. People shouldn't even think maybe that while we're in that room, that maybe something happened. They should even think it. There should even be a hint. Zero. If we don't live like this, I am sorry to tell you that when the lawless one takes over, he may take you over. Oh yes, his seats are in you. His seats, they may germinate. Don't ever give room in your brain to maybe I may fall. But may, it should be zero. Your mind should have one shape. Until I marry. Nothing. Not be, not till I meet the person I marry. Those are two different things. Until I marry, I stay pure. So you don't feed it. You do nothing that allows you to fall into sexual immorality with someone. Ever. Settle it in your mind. Settle it. It's not, it's not a possibility. And you have, fought, you have conquered 80%. Then the rest obey. Just obey per time. Parapets and rules. Is this clear? This is the war against witchcraft. Avoid greed. Avoid any kind of impurity. Call it what you like. Pornography, whatever. Avoid any hint of sexual immorality. And witchcraft will not be able to touch you. Amen? Amen. Remember, witches use crosses. Let's stand to our feet as we begin to wind up. I suggest you wait and pray. And not allow any fire burn down your house now. First prayer point, Father, I thank you for being so kind as to bring us to tell us these things. Pray, Father, we thank you for your kindness in teaching us these things, speaking to us these things. Oh, mighty God, I am grateful. Thank you for loving us enough to equip us. Oh, for the great battles and wars that are going to come, that are coming already against your church. Thank you for rendering us, giving us information that will keep us insurmountable, invincible. Thank you, oh my God. Thank you for loving us to call us aside for these things. In the name of Jesus, we praise. Father, we are grateful. Lift your hands, everyone. It's not of our own works. Thank you. We're just going on and you called us aside and told us these things. Thank you. Thank you for your words flowing out. Things I had never even thought of. Thank you. Thank you, good God, for loving us enough to warn us. Thank you. Amen. I want you to pray to the Lord to, I don't know, forgive on one hand for allowing hints for having this attitude that says, well, it just, I, no, I will not do anything. No, I didn't do anything. No. 
It's a hint. No hint. Ask the Lord, forgive me for allowing hints and coming to a place where I'm... Oh, I, I, I don't dread it. I'm not shouting and jumping and saying, no, no, no. I'm not reacting to the idea as viciously as I should because I have not seen or known that this is the doorway Satan uses. This is the doorway. By the time you commit it on a personal level, when it comes on the system level, church level, it swallows you up so easily. Why? Because you've been prepared. Ask the Lord from this moment. No hint of sexual immorality or impurity or greed. I ask may exist in my life. Here I am. Here is my life. Here is my body, my thoughts, my soul. I ask that there be no hint. Oh my God. Purge me completely. Let a fire from your presence scrub me. Flow through like fire. Let there be no room for the devil. None whatsoever. Help me have a mind that is so pure, so clean, so free of unrighteousness that the wicked one will never, ever, ever have a hold on me. No curse, no spell, no enchantment. I ask you, Father God, Keep me free. Keep me clean. Let my garments be washed. Let me find your dwelling place. Thank you, great God. Finally, I want you to ask. I told you the ultimate protection is because the shout of the king is in his midst. The, the king is with them, we saw. He's, the, they are, his king is with him. They are in the presence of the king. How can witchcraft? Witchcraft is a counterfeit power. It has zero power where the real power of God is. Ask the Lord to help you dwell in his presence, tabernacling daily that he, God would teach you to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles daily, that you will live not in Pentecost anymore. You will live in tabernacle because in that place, there is no pain. Pray. There is no shame. Keep us in the place where you are. Almighty Father, be our one desire. Father God, we come bowing to your word. You are Lord of Lord. Father, give us your soul. Keep us where you are. Father, I have a father. We are one desire. Come to us with power. Keep us where you are, God. Keep us where you are. Keep us where you are. Father, our desire is to keep, Lord, where you are. To be kept, Lord, where you are. Keep us where you are.
I wanna be with my father. Kadigada. Yeah, Lift your hands wherever you are. Father, pour out now your fire. Burn away the curses. Take away the causes. Bring us where you are. For you are a father. Be my one desire. Pour on us your power. Witchcraft in every manifestation that has been a work in any life here. I curse you. Amen. I break your bonds. The bonds of wickedness be broken now. Amen. Fall off. Amen. No more. Amen. Spirits of witchcraft. Spells. Curses. Upon all here. I bless. I put a blessing. Amen. The greater hand of God displaces the lesser hand of wickedness. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I free your eyes, your ears, your mind, your heart, your will. Amen. Your desires I sanctify by the sprinkling of the washing of God's words. Amen. May sharp to edged sword go to work inside and around you. Cut you free on every side. 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 Like a go to Sutatila Gadaya. Riparopatila Gada. I bless you with direction. I deliver you from confusion. I bless you with light. I curse the darkness. I speak to those who are under a curse of lack receive enough Amen. and then receive abundance Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. clarity fill your mind where there's been cloudiness Amen. every weight upon you which is not the kabod glory of God be removed Amen. Only the glory of God may rest upon you from this time. Amen. Let's light illuminate your darkness. Amen. The positions you lost, may you find it restored. Amen. The things you were disqualified from, may you be requalified. By the speaking of the blood of Jesus and his mercy. Find kindness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every curse without a cause be shattered now. Amen. Every curse that had a cause lose your hold now. Amen. I bless you with the blessing of the Lord. Amen. 
May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord give you peace. May we all find the Lord. May we be the generation of those that seek him. May we have those that help us tell us if our hands begin to get dirty. Or our garments are spotted in any way. Help our mouths be free completely of deceit. Let our speech be with grace, seasoned with salt. May only the truth flow from our lips one to another. Let our paths be straight. May we do, do and know good all the days of our lives. May we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.